Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Cool. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Chris on the show. What's up? All right. Welcome to another episode of the RC Heli Hooligans Podcast with Ed and Walt. This is episode 14 for us, titled Hanging Out with the Free Fall RC Podcast Crew. How the hell did we get here? <laughs> right. Nice. This is episode seventy-six. Uh, hanging with the hooligans. Nice. All the planets aligned, and we are all as one. Yes. This is like a space-time conundrum thing, right? Oh boy! <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Everybody's making sure Podbean's working right. Like, what's Run going for on, it, Marty? <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday on a Thursday. That's usually a Saturday. Oh boy! When do you guys normally record? Thursday. It Friday. Varies. Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and you have that. You usually release on Fridays with us, right? Sometimes. <laughs> we didn't go, We didn't release till Sunday this past week, but uh, work was busy, so. Okay. Yeah. It varies. Right. So for our Free Fall RC podcast listeners, let's get to know Walt and Ed. Um, I know they have uh, something similar, so we'll kind of go, um, I guess, back to back with your uh, with our eight questions and your, what, what do you have, 13? 13. Thirteen. All right. All right. So, uh, how long have you guys been in the hobby? The hobby itself, since I was a little kid, RC everything. Uh, helis were a little out of reach until uh, about six years ago. Then I started off with a, and actually a little mall heli, Christmas shopping with the wife from my nieces and nephews, and I said, "Oh, that looks cool." Uh, an Airwolf. Uh, I think it was a four-channel radio in it. Uh, only to find out as I read some books and acquired some knowledge that it was a mode one radio that I was trying to fly to heli with, oh, uh, made man. it a little bit, <laughs> made it a little interesting mode in the living one. room. Huh. <laughs> so I graduated to uh Futaba with a uh, Furion 450. Uh, after I gave up on a hunting big King two, that was a disaster chasing it all over the yard. It, too much, uh, slop and all the linkages and everything, but the Furion was a real deal. And I got hooked from that point on and, the collection apparently grows by itself in a basement. I don't know how, but it does. <laughs> no, they're just different canopies. Yeah, yeah. No, she doesn't buy that excuse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put um, some in the SUV in the garage, another couple down in the basement. He's got to hide them. I know someone else who likes to hide them, too. Yeah. <laughs> my shed is for. <laughs> oh, boy. How, how about you all? I've uh, been in RC stuff since... Uh, since I was a kid, about 10 years old, uh, mostly cars though. Um, huh? Heli's now for about seven years, uh, but off and on really for about six years. It's only been in like the last year I've really been active like every week kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I started with a Blade SR that I couldn't fly. And uh, after realizing that I wasn't getting anywhere with that, jumped into a, a T-Rex 700. And, Damn. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'll, I'll say that they, the collection does grow, but if uh, if your helis are in parts, then it's kind of hard to tell how many you have. So, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that always sucks. Unfortunately, helicopters aren't like computers where you can just change the guts. Like, I've had the same Pentium 3 processor case for the last, like, 12 years, so 
My wife is like, isn't it time for a new computer? No, I'm happy. I'm fine with this. <laughs> well, you just stuffed like a million games into an old Game Boy, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I stuffed a lot of new parts into an old Game Boy shell. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so do you guys only fly helis or do you also fly planks and multi-rotors? What? What were the other two? Okay, I guess that answers. Multi-rotors with cameras on the bottom of them. Uh, okay. And just to appease uh, my fellow pilots at the field, I wound up getting one of the Horizon Hobby F3U Corsairs, a little foamy one, about 30-inch wingspan. I think I flew it three times, and now it's collecting dust in the basement. <laughs> How did you like it, Ed, when you flew it? Uh, it was good up front uh, initially, and uh, after the imagination of it doing strafe runs across the fields and going da, 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 about two <laughs> minutes later, I says, okay, this is boring. Uh, got bored quick. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I always did dream of uh, building a uh, scale turbine like a F-16 or F-32, but at, yeah. we're talking $20,000, $25,000 for one of those set up. And yeah. I, just, I just don't see it. I had a, a, a foamy plane. It was, uh, I think it's Horizon Hobby, but it was called the Striker. It was a rear prop pusher. Um, it's basically a flying wing. Um, you'd hand launch it and it'd belly land it. And uh, I think it was fast, but, uh, you know, it only lasts so long belly landing um, before it was pretty much all torn up. I think I had it maybe six months. And I don't know. It was cool, but uh, nothing nothing like a heli, though. Yeah, I'm not into multi rotors at all. But when you belly land a striker, you do need to pull the throttle back and not come in full throttle. That helps keep hmm. the bottom from, you know, ripping up. Yeah, sometimes I'd overshoot the grass and land in the road, and that, that doesn't help it too much either. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. That's known as a Ted striker. <laughs> uh, nice. All right, see if anybody gets that. Boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> what got you interested in the hobby? You know, like, and let's 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 kind of specify a little more. What got you interested from, because you guys said you started in cars and, you know, on the ground stuff, but what what got you interested in flight? Uh, helis are just badass. <laughs> nice. uh, local hobby shop. They had they had cars. I'd been out of cars for a little bit. Was actually looking for something to get, and uh, man, they had helis too. And uh, the guy that uh, ran the place had a seven hundred. Which uh, man, first time I saw that take off, I was like, dude, that that's it. But I was like, ah, I'm not gonna start there. So start with that SR. But um, you know, in 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 my head the whole time, I was fixated on that seven hundred. Uh huh. Yeah, I think once you see him fly once, you're kind of hooked. If it's yeah, know, if you're the kind of person that's going to like it, you're like, you know, I, I still fathom when people watch me fly. Like I fly right across the street from a, like a big chain restaurant, so there's you know 25, 30 people out there watching me all the time, and it baffles me how many people don't come over and say I gotta have one of them. Like if it was me, <laughs> like I'd run, you know, if I saw a helicopter somewhere. But um, yeah, yeah, funny. at least like, pull so. over and just watch it for like, oh man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm you know, I'm amazed. I mean, I do get a lot of people, but I'm also amazed at how many kids walk by and don't even like realize it's there when there's a 700 helicopter TikTok and you know, two feet off the ground. It's just <laughs> <laughs> um, so you'll know it. I think so. I think you know it if it's in your blood. Yeah, and I, I first got the interest in it back back in the day when I lived in Brooklyn. I was uh, starting to get interested in airplanes, and I saw a, a Shula Superior 60. Uh, hovering inverted and ever since then i had the interest back then i couldn't afford uh the shula superior but the interest was always in the back of my head and 
when I moved to North Jersey, I found a club up here uh, in Rockland County, and I met up with uh, Justin G and his father, and that's when I had the 450, and it was like down a rabbit hole right after that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's see. What do you guys do for a living? Let's see if, uh, if that has any interaction to your hobby. Me, most definitely. Uh, have a background machinist, diesel mechanic, and I currently work as the uh, chief in a powerhouse in Manhattan. Well, we supply power to 10 apartment buildings, power, heat, uh, cooling, hot water, the whole nine yards. We are it. Nice. So nice. just taking things apart and putting them back together is uh, it keeps me entertained. So mm-hmm. <laughs> hell, you should keep me busy for quite a while, especially after <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you tell that story then. Um, I need to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a heating air conditioning contractor. Uh, I've been doing it for, um, gosh, going on like 24 years. Uh, install them, service them, you know, everything. So uh, we have our own uh, family business, and uh, that's what I do. Nice. I did that for one summer. Hated, hated, hated crawling in people's attics. Like it's fine when you do new construction; it's great. But when you do like existing homes yeah. and have to crawl through their attics and fiberglass and put up, you know, the condenser and all that stuff and lug it up to, ugh. It, it was a pain in the butt. Um, let's just say I only did it for one one summer, but it was a good learning experience. I did enjoy it. It's uh, it's got its goods and bads, you know. It's all good. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, are you guys sponsored? Um, sponsored by Discover. <laughs> Mastercard That's, over here. Yeah. <laughs> sponsored by Discover and uh, Rager Heating and Cooling. <laughs> That's that's about it. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Mastercard and an understanding wife. Yes. Yeah. What do you call it? The um, the finance committee. It? Finance committee, yeah, <laughs> that's it, and a good understanding. <laughs> I need to start saying I'm sponsored by shoes because every time the wife says something to me about buying something, I say, "Look at all these shoes." <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do the um, but I bought you a house, babe. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> good for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I would think at least it was thirty years for the mortgage to be paid off. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's oh, going to work for 30 years, dude. No, no, not at all. She's going to kill me when she hears this. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> out that new garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hurry but, up, get um, in before the winter comes. <laughs> you might need it. <laughs> you know what I actually need to do is I need to cut an AC. Uh, I need to cut a hole for an AC in there because the last couple of days, you know, you know, Ed, in Northeast, it's gone pretty damn hot up here. And, and we had two nice, nice warm days. We had to whew. hurry up and get the chilling on for the uh the apartments but yeah we did yeah i'm yeah, over so here I, shaking I my head so. steve why because i was thinking about during the week i was driving and it was 57 degrees and i had the air conditioner on with the humidity up here in the northeast it's ridiculous anymore i can't i can't take it i don't know i, I think, think there's something wrong with me i think you're just getting old yeah i am <laughs> <laughs> i get cranky at the heat i guess <laughs> I metal know. Oh, that metal comes out. Uh. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so uh, this one's going to be – I know this one's going to be a really long one for Ed. So yeah. we'll start with Walt on this one, and then we'll move to Ed. And we'll all come back once, uh, you know, give him about 30, 40 minutes. Let me take um, my shoes and socks off. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what's in your fleet? 
Uh, let's see. Uh, running or not running? Um, no matter. Uh, say, you know, current, currently running currently. is uh, my black and white uh, Goblin 570 and my uh, three-blade Align 700. And uh, just got that one switched over to the V-Control on Sunday. So Sunday was nice. the first day I really got to play with the V-Control quite a bit because Mother's Day was last weekend and all. But, mm-hmm. uh, man, that was sweet. But, uh uh, let's see. Other than that, I have a wrecked Exo, a wrecked uh, T Rex seven hundred two blade, and a wrecked uh, Goblin seven hundred three blade. So, yeah. Wow. But when I say wrecked, I mean they're not all totaled. They're all just um, actually the KSE. I'm just just need to get some blades for. But um, yeah, that's where we're at right. Now. I was going to ask you about the Exo. How that was coming along. I started taking things apart and I ordered some ordered the uh, frame pieces I need, but uh, the pieces I'm going to need for the head. So far, at least at Experience RC, they're uh, they're out of them right now. So I don't know. Um, I'll take my time. As long as I got other things to fly, it's not a rush. Mm-hmm. I hate seeing broken helicopters. I just put them in a bag and hide them. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> under the table against the wall. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, Ed. Uh, we'll skip all over all the small micro stuff from uh, Blade. Uh, first real size heli, Goblin 380, uh, Goblin 500. Goblin 700, and the Goblin Nitro, Black Nitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to a different manufacturer, uh, Logo 600, which is feeling ill right now. Uh, Logo 700, uh, the new 700s on the build table. The 700 Extreme, the 800 Extreme, uh, a Banshee, and a TDR2. And a uh, miniature aircraft uh, Whiplash, electric. Nice. Wow, man. And yeah, that's all. That's all of them. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> speechless. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, like, damn. It doesn't happen often. <laughs> I'm thinking, I, like, I, I, how many meals sell. do I need to <laughs> to fly all those things? I was like, $4,000 worth of Neos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I spread the wealth. I Neos, Bavarian Demons, uh, yeah, yeah. Spirits. I like to try, try and the new stuff and if it doesn't work out i put something dependable back in there mm-hmm. and you're a jetty guy right uh jetty and v control yeah. oh that's right yeah v control for the mikado product and uh jetty for the nitro and if i feel i want to put it in one of the other helis i'll do it but i'm starting to swing mostly on the, the v control on the electrics nice but i definitely like the jetty for the nitro it's a good setup that way nice <laughs> all right uh so what kind of pilots would you describe yourself as poor <laughs> financially okay uh, or financially okay uh, intermediate i mean i'm getting into 3d and nothing hardcore you know uh tiktoks uh some pirouettes and certain maneuvers aileron rolls big air uh loops and cuban eights and death spirals uh even ground impacts all included <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I would say beginner in the sense uh Beginner, big air, um, uh, yeah, the death spirals. Um, I like doing punch outs. Uh, I like fast, uh, fast flight. You know, going up high, stall turns, going, taking up the whole field. Nice. Not very Steve good at all. Was. Yeah, not very good at all. Three D. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, and then uh, in front of in front of people at a fun fly, I describe myself as a nervous pilot um, and uh, sloppy. <laughs> I enjoy TikToks, puffed batteries, and seeing people run for their lives. <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> I don't. I don't even know how some of the pros like. They probably still have jitters, you know, when they when they fly at some of these events. But I mean, the the one that we were just at with the down in Virginia there was uh was pretty cool because it wasn't was somebody awesome. announcing like main stage, blah blah blah, or whatever. You know, it's just everybody just having a good time. You know. Yeah. I mean, those are the best ones to be at. Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed myself over there. Mm-hmm. Good time. Because everybody knows who everybody is, and if you don't, you just say, "Hey, wow, who's that flying?" Oh, that's Kyle Stacy, you know, or whoever. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, last question. It's kind of a two part. Uh, what would you tell someone new getting into the hobby to do or not to do? I would say definitely get a sim. Uh, we we this is kind of the whole the topic of uh, topic of our last show, but uh, you know, I would say get a mm-hmm. sim. Um, you know, find a good group of people that. Uh, you know, it's kind of a support network in a sense um, that can, you know, help you out with setup. And, man, I mean, if I didn't have that guy at the the local shop to uh, help me out with setting up uh, my first heli, it, it wouldn't have never been off the ground. It would just been parts in a box that maybe one day got assembled. But I had no idea electronically what these things took, how many servos they took, you know, how to set up, you know, fly barless setup or ESC or anything. Um, of course, All back right. then I had a fly bar helicopter, but... And, and that was pretty straightforward as long as you followed the manual and got everything centered and measured correctly, which that wasn't bad. But um, I still had no idea as far as with a uh, ESC and charging and batteries. And, and there's a lot to it, man, if you're, you're coming into it. And even with a background in, you know, cars or other RC products, um, you know, helicopter is a whole different animal. Um, so I would say just find find somebody who knows what they're doing. Try to, you know, pick their brain, learn as much as you can and get a sim and you know, just, uh, you know, get out there and fly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, sim is probably your cheapest first investment, but at least you'll know if you, if you like it or you can even grasp the aspects of flying a heli. Uh, probably after that, I would say don't invest in a cheap radio, uh, pick something that's decent because it's going to be with you for a good part of your, your, your flying, uh, flying time or career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, you know, I've been through charges that way, not radios. I, I did buy a decent radio up front, and it lasted me at least uh, three to four years before I started switching brands due to telemetry. But uh, I've started off with the cheap charger, you know, charge the batteries up at home, go to the field. Okay, now the batteries are dead. What do I do? Uh, yeah. Got a, a 12 volt uh, 110 inverter system. So now I bought a, a step up charger for that. And okay, I could get five flights at the field before the battery and the inverter went dead. And mm-hmm. it just progressed. So I've, I've got a milk crate full of these cheap charges, but now I'm, uh, you know, have a nice charging case with the PowerLab 8 Duo in there and a bump controller. So, and a Honda generator. So I'm there till the sun goes down. Nice. Yeah. Your last episode, you were talking about that. Yeah. Your museum of charging history that you have over there. <laughs> I still have it if anybody's interested in some cheap uh, <laughs> Phantom charges and yeah. uh, Hyperions. Nice. Well, because you get into the bigger batteries, and you know, the smaller chargers can only do five amps, like max. So when you get into the bigger batteries, you know, even some of the twenty two hundreds that can't charge at two C, because you're kind of pushing right. that five amp threshold. And yeah, you definitely got to invest in something pushing out forty amps. Yeah, need that power. <laughs> okay, all right. So that kind of ends our um, get to know section. You guys want to start yeah. off on yours? Yeah. Now you guys know us, and so now we're going to get to know you. Yeah. So, all right. First question: Where are you guys from? So, how do we want to do this? You want to do Chris, Steve, and me, or however you guys to... want to? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. 
All right, I'll go first. I um, I'm from originally from New Jersey. Uh, lived there, grew up my whole life in uh, Jersey. northern Northern Jersey. Um, you know, Dirty Jersey, use guys. Use <laughs> um, guys is moved down to Charleston, South Carolina, um, so I can fly all year. No, that's how I did it. But moved down here for my job. Ended up loving it. Um, live right on the ocean. That's it. it became Can't complain. Like WWD. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't fly all year. So you guys have all the snow up north and all that craziness. I can. I'm out flying in shorts. So yeah. what part of North Jersey were you from? I'm from West Milford. Okay, oh, that's not far away. That's not yeah. far from. So you had a still, Chris? Uh, I wasn't that far up because <laughs> I'm from Oak Ridge, so I went to West Milford High School. I know. I've, I know where you're from. I've, I used to ride some dirt bikes off Oak Ridge Road for for a couple yeah. of years. Yep. <laughs> yep. There was actually trails, dirt trails from Oak Ridge all the way over down to my you know, my house. On the other side of town was pretty cool. I remember riding over there. It's fun. Yeah. I do miss it up there a little bit. I miss the mountains down here. There's no mountains, of course, just flat and hot. That's all. Well, the sand pits are all gone, <laughs> and so are the trails. It's all been condos and urbanized. Yeah, it's six. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We used to wave to everybody, but now you don't even know who anybody is anymore. <laughs> all the, the nice people moved. The yeah. garage door opens, the garage door closes, <laughs> you never see him again. Yeah. yeah, there you go. All right. Um, so I'm in the northwest part of Jersey. Um, recently moved out here. I was more in the northeast part of Jersey. And I pretty much grew up in, in Spring Valley, New York, so kind of hovered around this area uh, most of my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a little lake town called Hopacon, and I'm closer to Pennsylvania than I am to New York City, but I work in brooklyn so <laughs> so that makes a very interesting commute god bless you yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah how far away are you from kevin like how, how far do you guys live apart uh, like 15, 15 minutes? 20 minutes yeah, yeah. okay sweet all right yeah, I moved over here because Kevin was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no um, I moved to this area because it was better houses for a better price, better taxes, and better schools. It just happened to, you know, Kevin and my other friend Jeff live pretty close. But then, Kev, you know, I'm driving Kevin away, so he wants to move to Florida now. So <laughs> it's all working out <laughs> as planned. But that's a couple of years. Maybe a couple, yeah. couple more. I don't know. So yeah, Kevin's yeah. watching the video of you with the uh, DJI drone. He's like, oh, I can see my house from here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm down the side of that lake right. <laughs> on Route 15 there. <laughs> yeah, I've been up here my whole life. I grew up uh, in a lake community, small lake community on the other side of Oak Ridge, uh, the Passaic side. And ironically enough, I have the same zip code on in a different county in the Morris County side. It's weird the way the town was laid out. That's but weird. yeah, it's... Aside from the time I was in the army and I was in Kansas, I've been here my whole life. Nice. Now, now I'm depressed, so <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> Kevin, you remember BJ Hobbies used to be up off Oak Ridge Road? Yeah, yeah, I, yep. I knew the owner for a while. I remember racing dirt track across the street from there. Remember the dirt they had? Yeah, that's that when that was on Oak Ridge Road. That was next yep. to the deli, and uh, now that's yep. an actual soccer field where I go. I'll go fly in there. Steve and I have gone. Oh fly in yeah, there. I went there. Yeah, yeah. We used to race RC cars, dirt cars back in there. We built the whole dirt track back there. They had a club in, up in Snowball, and that is still there. It was an old ski resort, and they built a a track up there. That's still there. They had a club called Dirt Runners, and that was back in the eighties. I yep. think. I start. I was one of the original Dirt Runners. Yeah. 
Uh, I actually belong to that club, and we used to race at the um uh, at the, the ch- church the, down the street. The church. Yeah. I bet you I used to race you. Yeah. Now, hopefully, <laughs> I would beat you. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I was I wasn't really it's crazy funny. into it. I had a I had a Tamiya Falcon that I customized that put lights on it back in the eighties, and uh, oh, I, I, had a, I had a skull and crossbones flag on it, and it was just <laughs> me and all the little kids bouncing <laughs> off each other. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like Gosh. today when I go to a metal show, it's me and all the kids, yeah, <laughs> bouncing off each other. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, you're that guy. No, yeah, yeah, that's me. Get the old guy. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, so, uh, so what's your what's the favorite heli that you guys have ever owned? What's what's your most favorite heli you've ever had? Uh, let's see. Mine is ever had. Let's see. Um, or that you either that you currently own or ever had. Yeah, but, I try that. Yeah. Um, I would probably say right now I think it's my Logo Seven Hundred. Um, nice. It just seems really. I mean, I, I really start every time I fly it. I say it's my favorite helicopter. <laughs> but my Gasser man is is my heart right now. I think that thing is so much fun to fly. The um, Goblin. The Goblin Gasser, yeah. Nice. It um, that's my go-to. Like if I know I'm going to go out and fly and have a good time, I, I make sure that one comes with me. But but I hate, I'm the kind of person like I'm a collector, kind of like Ed. I um I think I have 12 helicopters all flying. Wow. And and I always say, okay, I'm going to sell 10 of them. I want two helicopters, <laughs> and like everyone keeps saying, get two helicopters. So I keep saying, okay, I'm going to sell 10, and then I'll I'll go fly my 570 electric, and I'll be like, wow, that thing's amazing. That's my favorite helicopter. And then I'll fly my 700 Black Thunder. I'll be like, that is my favorite helicopter. So <laughs> right. I um mm-hmm. I, I'm never going to get rid of them, but I um. I would say right now my logo 700 is gotcha. is, is my favorite. But you, Steve, I'm kind of like that too. You know, it's like whatever hell I'm flying at the moment, it's it flies good, and you know, um, especially with the V control Neo combos, everything kind of flies very yeah. similar. Same. Yep. You know, they all feel pretty similar. They all have power. Like I pretty stand, I'm pretty much standardized my fleet. It's like you know bk servos x nova motors you know hobby wing ESCs, neo and everything kind of flies the same i mean my go-to <laughs> it's funny because it's uh, the smallest and cheapest helicopter i own it's, it's got to be my oxy three um only reason is because i will literally do everything and anything to it i will beat the crap out of it <laughs> a foot off the ground i don't care like i'll just you know i'll try to crash it like and i have fun with it you know because it's such low remorse if it goes in. So there's not a lot of repercussion of, oh, man, I got to now spend $400 like I did when I crashed my Goblin 700 or, you know, like right. that kind of repair cost. So, you know, I, I I could just, you know, in like two hours, have it back up flying, you know, it doesn't matter how it goes in. Even if I have to replace like 90% of it, two hours later, I'm flying that thing again. So that that's kind of my go-to, but... One of the things I do want to make a notable mention is the the goblins. They they will always have a special place in my heart because once I got the Goblin 380, it just whirlwind like whirlwind from 380 to you know 700. And I, I had a 570 for a little bit, um, and that just kind of like put me into like this world of really like highly engineered aircrafts. You know what I mean, like just top-notch stuff you know sure. where you started putting top-notch equipment into it it wasn't my blade 450x which is probably the helicopter i learned the most on but once you can get away from the blaze and get into the real kit helis you're just like wow 
So, um, but nice. also on that note, <laughs> I've been flying the crap out of the Zen Seven, and this right. helicopter is freaking out. That's what I'm saying. Like every helicopter I fly, I'm like, oh man, this is my best one, you know, right. including the seven six six. Now it's like I fly that, and it's it's locked in and it flies great. And I'm like, all these helicopters are amazing. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to say the Oxy and you know the Goblins are they'll always have a a place in my fleet no matter what. Sweet, Kevin. Well, I I learned early on, especially with planes. I know you guys have been both have said, you know, that this is the favorite one because I'm flying it at the at the time. Uh, early on with planes, I learned if you are having a good flight and you say, "Wow, I really love this plane," it's the kiss of death. You're putting it in. <laughs> um, so never say that. <laughs> But um, no, for me, now. for me, yeah, you have, and you got help, help, help. Yeah, and I have yeah. help. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I have three times Recover. help. Recover, recover. Yeah. <laughs> How much does that cost for my um, V bar to download that? I don't know, but help, help, help. I'd say because <laughs> it works. You have to download <laughs> three times, though. I'd say each help uh, saved me like eight hundred bucks. You put it on a momentary switch and it three times in a row. No. Oh man, you you know Ed's gonna program that into his jetty <laughs> when, when it hits the switch. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, but I'd say, on. dude, the favorite helicopter's got to be like the six ninety is like you're married to it. You really love that six ninety. But the Oxy is like the mistress that you just beat the crap out of, man. It's yes. just, and I hate to <laughs> yes. say that for us, the ladies that are listening, but the Ox, dude, that Oxy Sport, I'm doing like, Steve saw him this weekend. I'm just, I'm just yeah. beating the crap. I'm just keeping it off the ground and beating the hell out of it. Yeah. And just doing anything and everything. And it's, it's, yeah. it just takes it. Yeah. It takes it. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, what's, uh, what's your least favorite heli? What's the worst heli you've ever owned? Oh, everyone! I think everyone's got the same answer for this. The um, you know, the old one thirty X. One thirty, yeah. <laughs> Not me. Like I've heard everybody say, so we got to talk about it. But like I said, I put uh, probably three, two. Pro- I mean, no exaggerating. Probably a thousand dollars in a helicopter. It was yeah. the coolest wow. looking blinged out one thirty you'll ever see. You know, leftover yeah. part from the original one was probably one motor or something. You know, like everything else was uh, micro heli or whatever that stuff was. But yeah, micro heli um, extreme or link. Yeah, it just never flew. That was like I said. I think. You know, that was definitely, yeah, I think everyone's got the same answer probably, right? <laughs> um, yeah, mine's crossed between the 130X and uh, a line um, T-Rex 250 Pro DFC. Um, that was my first kit heli, coming off the blade helis, um, you know, like the 130 and and all that. But um, I just, I, I kept on stripping gears. I never had a good flight on that thing. And, you know, I... I never hooked it up. I just went straight up like, okay, I'll buy the white gears or the black gears, you know, with those umbrella gears, but it didn't matter. The metal I, gears, but yeah. Yeah, metal gears. Like, I just, I would constantly strip them out, um, never learned and just wasted a ton of money on it. So, um, but yeah, the the 130X was just like that. Like, just like as you were saying, Chris, like, yeah. you upgraded the crap out of it thinking that'll make it fly. That'll make it so when I go from, you know, normal to idle one, it won't strip the damn... BC years, you know? No, that's still It did stress. teach me a lot, though. Like I said, it taught me how to wrench on stuff. I mean, I know it's when we we're doing it, it sucked, but yeah, looking yeah. back now, that way you're saying it, I guess it might have, like you said, it, it prepared taught, you. You know, it taught me right? a lot about how stuff works, you know, on the helicopter. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe it was better than we thought. <laughs> those linear servo gear, those uh, linear servos, too. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> well, mine's not that because I never f- fell into that rabbit hole. But I did fall into um, 
one of my first helicopters was like Ed was saying, the Molkiesque helicopter. It was a SEMA like 107 or something, small little thing from Amazon, just coaxial helicopter. And I said, okay, so this is three channel. I'll go to a bigger three channel. And I went on to like X Heli or something and I bought a double <laughs> horse 9100 three channel. And it was basically like point, turn the helicopter and then fly forward is basically all it could do. It couldn't like bank or anything. It wasn't, wasn't four channels. <laughs> I would have had more fun with that if I just opened up my front door and threw it across the yard. Because <laughs> it was so, it was like ridiculous. The time you needed to actually turn this thing and get it to point in the right. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And if there was like one mile an hour wind, it was gone. Right. Because it was, yeah, it was fixed pitch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I did. I went to, from that to a, a four-channel fixed pitch that Double Horse made, and I, I can't say that that's the worst one I had because I did put a lot of money into that. Is I, I, you know, you smash and get parts, but I did actually learn quite a bit, believe it or not, on a nice day <laughs> with the uh, the fixed pitch four-channel that I had. I actually was able to control that pretty good. Nice. But yeah, it was definitely the, the one of those. Good for orientation, man. It really teaches you upright mm-hmm. orientation. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, dude, it was like sixty bucks for that. And the transmitter, and so it was. Yeah, pretty much to nothing. To... I remember thinking that was expensive for this hobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you only knew back then. Oh. Right. Run for the hills. <laughs> All right, so this is a fun question. I like this question. Uh, money's no object, and you're not worried about parts availability. If you have any helicopter out there? What is it, and uh, what's your setup? Oh boy. Um, I think I don't know. Steve's going to have a hard time with this question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hate, I, I'm super spoiled, man. I've um, been yeah. fortunate to pretty much have everything. I'm, you know, if somebody threw four grand at me right now, I don't know what I would go build. I really have. I don't know because I, like I said, I'm loving my logo. I got a gasser, and I got my Black Thunder Nitro. So that's gotcha. <laughs> maybe a Speed Heli. Maybe the new Comet come up. Maybe just to try it. I don't know if I'd. Like it if I could, maybe endless supply of batteries. There you go. Then I would go speed. <laughs> That's the only reason I don't go speed because the endless batteries. supply of RC heli parts. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. Yeah, I would say I would say comet. That would be my you know complete piss away money helicopter would be a comet. Gotcha. Ah, uh, yeah, this one's a hard one. Um, you know, part of me would be like, oh, I'd love to have a TDR too, but I would really only enjoy building it. I don't think I would enjoy flying because I don't like the uh, profile of it. It's just too narrow and. The, the vinyl scheme just kind of gets away from you. You can't tell if it's nose or tail end or whatever. You don't like um, how it's disappearing on you? No, <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, the, uh, on the other side, like, I, I would love, like, a crazy, like, super scale 800, like, you know, scale heli from my RC Aerodyne, which would probably be, like, four grand, um, or a turbine heli, you know, just kind of something, mm-hmm. like, off the, off the beaten path, like, some crazy, you know, hobbyist, heli that you could really tinker with and and have a a turbine engine you know and the full nice. like scale cockpit and everything but then another part of me would be like oh you know not 3d because i have most of the 3d helis that i want you know at this point um but like the new takumi helis like that, that's just like a oh, piece yeah. of art you know like it'd probably just be a shelf queen because of the engineering <laughs> um you know styling of it so and then components, so it'd probably just be the same kind of components I use now. Maybe some Contronic, right? I'd, I'd give Contronic a try because those uh, those $800 ESCs, you know, be able to actually be like, okay, yeah, you know, <laughs> not a problem, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess those are kind of my take on it. I mean, I know it doesn't really answer specifically, but there's no. That's cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'd probably, uh, 
break it up to two ways. I'd probably say, you know, uh, for like a 3D style helicopter, I would love to have um, a 766. And I'd probably, it's probably not getting too crazy, you know, thinking, but because uh, I, I think that's within my reach. Um, but it's just something I've always admired. I really like the way that thing looks. And, you know, I'd sure. probably just do it up BK servos and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And, uh, but like Steve touched on with the scale stuff, man, I'd love to have like a 700 size something or other, whether it would be, you know, an army helicopter like a Blackhawk or, yeah. uh, mm. something like an Airwolf style. I mean, uh, the only reason I haven't done one yet is probably because I've heard the Airwolf kind of disappears a little bit with the, the black and gray color scheme or black and white color scheme. But, uh, yeah, I'd probably do something super scale. Cool. And, Kevin, you you know, I can make a dream country. <laughs> you know you can fly you can fly my 766 anytime you want. Like, Oh, here we go. You know. <laughs> the Blue Thunder 700 size scale fuselage. That's that's it right there. That's the one you want? Yeah, I'm, I'm on RC Aerodyne's website. Mm. <laughs> it looks Blue like Thunder would be cool. Difficult yeah. build with a narrow narrow uh, frame on it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. So, how would you describe your flying style, guys? Um, flying style. Let's see. I would say big air, fast big air. Um, you know, a little bit of, you know, light three D. I guess. Um, nah, you're pretty good, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm getting better. I'm starting to practice, learn my orientations a little more. I took, you know, I started actually practicing now instead of. You know, I take one battery out and just kind of invert it, you know, and just kind of fly around, um, you know, doing like one kind of training, maybe a day I try to do, you know, get one pack mm-hmm. of my 500, you know, and don't fly it. Just sit there and hover it, nose in, invert it and cruise around a little bit. So um, slowly going to start doing more 3D, but, um, you know, controlled 3D instead of just chasing it around. I think that's what I've been doing a lot is just chasing 3D mm. versus actually putting it, you know, in the right spot and telling it what to do. So. But big air is my thing. I love real big air, fast, yeah. you know, big loops, big power loops, and you know, it's cool with the nitro, of course, with the big smoke. You try to fly through it, through all the smoke. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Very cool. No, and I've only done three autos, so I'm gonna start practicing some autos. That's that's gonna be my new flying style. I'm gonna start giving um, Matt Botus a run for his money. <laughs> I got a yeah. dream, right? I got a dream. <laughs> that, he is just insane with those autos, oh. man. Oh, yeah. It makes me want to just Incredible. have a helicopter to do autos with, like, yeah, like airbag or something on the bottom so it won't break when it hits the ground. <laughs> airbag. Just, just, nice. Yeah, something, you know. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. find N7. Yep. N7 and, yeah, Dude, that bunch of skids. <laughs> N7 is super light and it, it really does auto well. Um, <laughs> cool. I don't know. Um, a lot of tail and hovers. Um, no, I, I, I like to just, I, I like, I like to just smack the heli around. Like I'm not a smack pilot. I don't consider myself a smack pilot, but I like to do moves that I like to combine moves that would kind of like break the laws of physics. Crazy which sticks, ends, crazy sticks rescue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> which, which, which ends you up, you know, every episode. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, I want to push the heli and do stuff that like, I think just looks cool. Um, now, whether the heli can do it or whether my fingers can do it are two totally different things, <laughs> um, you know, but um, it's hard to say. I'm still trying to develop my style, but it's more just like I want to do a fast run and then at the end of that run, just do a pure flip just and stop the heli and then drive it back, you know, backwards flying the other way, <laughs> um, you know, and just flip it, flop it all over the place and do just, I don't know, have fun with it, really. I'm trying not to break the heli. 
<laughs> but yeah, I do I do this thing, you know, crazy sex. And um just just for for listeners that might not know what that is, is um I rely heavily on rescue when I do the crazy sticks and I actually I, I do full left rudder um and I basically practice doing a psych a cyclic stir while timing my um you know positive negative collective so that way I can learn to do double triple pyro flips um pretty high up in the air but like keep it keep the helicopter level um you know during the transitions I'm gonna um, name it for you it's called the psycho pyro flip psycho pyro flip <laughs> but that's the nasty official but name. it's it's called crazy stick crazy stick rescue because at the end of it <laughs> I don't look do at the, the crazy move though I don't so. do the orientation I just hit rescue <laughs> that's awesome. and then and then, I, and then I hold full rudder left to see where the tail is and then I fly back towards myself so and you know what I gotta say the last times I've been doing it I've been able to do double pyro flips you know 100 feet in the air but double pyro flips and not hit rescue at the end like that my I'm training my eyes and my fingers to my hand-eye coordination to to know how to rescue myself and not use the the you know Neil's rescue. So I think it's working. I don't know. And See. plus, plus the other aspect which is really good is that I know where that rescue button is. I am not scared of hitting it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. and I train Believe myself. Or not, that actually, is pretty smart because I don't use rescue because I'm not mm. pushing myself hard enough now to do it. I mean, I hate to say that I haven't needed it yet, but in a panic situation, I don't think I could get it. You know what I mean? Like. Because I don't practice it. So you're probably teaching, training yourself very, very good to where if you start doing, you know, inverted circuits real fast or something like that, that you yeah. already know what you're going to do when it's going to happen. So right. maybe that's something yeah. I need to start Instant practicing too. Just thought about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Kevin, what's like your that? flying style? I would describe my flying style as lucky um, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I get done with some of the stuff, especially on the Oxy like this past weekend. And I'm like, man, can't believe I didn't put that into the ground doing that. Yeah. I did. <laughs> or, you know, it's like it's like when you do something new. Like I was I've been doing an inverted semi inverted circuits and I was doing them kind of low with the oxy. And then I started tilting the, the tail up and now I'm doing sort of inverted hurricanes, kind of an inverted funnel at one point. You know, when I got done flying, I'm like, well, I, I didn't even think about the orientation as it's coming around. I just, you know, just kept flying through it. So. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of say lucky because I think if I start thinking about it, I'll be like, "Oh crap!" Halfway through or pointing at myself, I'll be like, "What am I doing?" And I'll probably do something stupid. Yeah, if you got to think about it while you're flying, it's already over. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I didn't believe that at the beginning when someone told me that it's all muscle memory. Or I remember yeah, asking people, "How'd you do that?" And he was like, "I really don't know. You just got to watch my hands. I don't know." <laughs> um, and it does click once you once you start getting it, it. It clicks pretty well. So half the time, I don't even think about what I'm doing. Something that helped me with flying inverted was definitely the Twisted Hobbies Crack Beaver, flying that around inverted, doing a lot of inverted with playing stuff because it's similar, you know, in the maneuver. It's, you know, with your sticks. You know, you don't have the positive and negative, but you do have similar positions with your rudder and your ailerons and all that. Yeah. So that, that definitely helped out a lot with me getting over to fear of flying inverted or whatever, you know, trying to do something inverted. Especially this weekend, it was great. I had a great time because I actually felt like I was progressing a, a slightly little bit. But Steve's got something with hit and rescue. Like, I want to make a shirt that says, yes, I'm hitting rescue because <laughs> it's, it's so critical to, like like Chris was saying, I mean, Chris is a really good pilot. And for him to say, you know, I haven't hit rescue or I don't know, you know, I don't I don't call it the, the, uh, the chicken button or, you know, I've heard it described as yeah. different things. But <laughs> I think it's, it's definitely good to practice that. I mean, yep. That's why you practice a fire drill, so you know what to do in an emergency, you know? 
I mean, it's the same reason yeah. why you practice throttle hold when you crash, right? Like, yeah, it'll save bounce. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not always to save it from hitting the ground either. Um, you know, I, I had I had once where it kind of came back over my head back behind me. And uh, yep. back behind us is, is always the sun. And so I yeah. turn around and there's the sun. And, and before it blinded me, I knew which way the helicopter was going. And, man, I hit rescue several times just repeatedly knowing that it was going to you know, be leveling, at least climbing. Yep. And then once it kind of got past the sun, then I was able to bring it back around instead of just, you know, oh, shit, what's it going to do? Right. So, I mean, you know, a lot of times I'll use it more or less just to confirm orientation. I, you know, if I can't quite tell and, you know, I suspect it's one way or the other, I, I may bump it just to say, oh, okay, yeah, here we are. Yes. You it, know. it buys you some uh, time. Yeah. So. I'm going to practice that tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to go out and start practicing rescue. Yeah. I mean, I've, 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 I've had it and I've, I've forgotten to hit the switch and ran yeah. straight to the ground too. I mean, it, you know, it happens. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> it even happens when you hit the switch. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's scary. <laughs> and that's why I love Neil's because I've never had a scary moment with Neil like that. But, um, yeah, I, that's, I've seen that happen where you hit rescue and it just goes down and <laughs> it's like, Ugh. yeah, that happened a couple of times, but I think it was my radio. I don't think it was the, uh, the neo i think it was the futaba transmitter because i used to have to hold the switch you know and if i if i just bumped it and didn't actually hold it it wouldn't initiate rescue so i would actually have to pull up on the momentary switch and hold it for a second not not actually just you know bump it so right um, right. but every time you know every time i practice sitting with the v control i mean it's rescue on it's pretty cool how it talks to you you yeah but uh (laughs) i wish i could give it like some you know attractive like you know, British chick's voice, but you know. Yeah, I wonder if there's a way to hack. It's like that. it sounds like, like a butler, you know. Butler, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Instead of it so. saying, "Hey, this guy's hit and rescue over here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say you suck. Right. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, I just, I, w- I wanted to say like, you just saved a lot of money on a crash. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have it like a countdown every time you hit it. It adds like a like five hundred dollars yeah. into the bank account. Right. Play the total when you get home to the finance committee. Can I buy a new alley? Look how much money I saved that. today, honey, by flying helicopters. I saved two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, that, why not? They use that logic on us. They're, yeah. they're like, you know, I for saved you twenty dollars by buying those two hundred dollars shoes for one hundred eighty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because you know they're going to buy it in any case. Uh, <laughs> anyway. And anyway, so yeah, it doesn't matter. All right, cool. So that, moving into the next question, what's your favorite maneuver, favorite thing to pull off during a flight, other than landing, please? Other than, yeah, everybody says landing. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> I've started doing um, figure eights, like, you know, and trying to see how many different orientations I can do it. You know, of course, start off upright, then backwards, then inverted. And I'm just trying to flip it now in the middle of the figure eight, you know, just changing or what do they call it, and, you know, orientation or whatever. That's that little flip in the middle, like whether yeah. it's elevator, aileron. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to keep it all at the same height. You know, that's all, I guess, more of, you know, controlled flying instead of, like I said, I'm sick of chasing the helicopter. I did that for three years now, just chasing it and making it look like I'm telling it what to do. So my, um, my favorite one is if I can pull off, you know, 10 figure eights, all different orientations, you know, with a little flip in the middle and they're all even. That's that's my um, that's my happy flight. Nice. Paul and ass the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, for me, I would. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm really happy when um, 
the helicopter does what I want it to do. <laughs> no, but main main thing I'd like to do these days, um, which I don't know. I guess it's pretty simple, but there's there's a couple things. Uh, the first thing is like just doing a nice um, inverted hurricane. So like with the blades out towards you, I I try to do circuits inverted, and you know I just end up pulling so he- heavily on the collective and uh, cyclic that it turns into a a hurricane. And and when I do it, I'm just like ooh. It's cool. Obscured as hell, but it's cool. <laughs> you know, was, I don't fly very well inverted. Like I don't I'm not I don't I don't do inverted practicing. I'm not very good at inverted. Um, you know, nose in hovering, yeah, sure I could do that, but when it comes to actually flying and doing coordinated turns, I get all over the place. Yeah, that and um I mean, I'm really I'm really excited that I'm starting to get double like two, you know, rotation pure flips. Um, I'm starting to get those down a little where you know, the helicopter's not on the right side of the field, left side of the field, right side of the field. It's kind of staying in one box. Uh, I'm kind of enjoying that, too. Nice. I have two, actually. Uh, one has been doing, it's going to sound silly, but one I've started to do rainbows and TikToks better because I listened to uh, my Obi-Wan, uh, Rob McClellan, who told me about rainbows and what attitude to have the Hellion, you know, going back and forth and start out slow and, now I'm actually looking at the the tail rotor and trying to keep the TikTok, you know, balanced on the tail rotor itself. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been enjoying doing that. I mean, aside from the the crazy, you know, inverted stuff. I mean, when when that comes off and you're having hit the ground, you're like, oh, that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I like it when you do the outside loops too. The outside <laughs> loops, and I like. Yeah. I, I don't know. Some guys are gonna be like, well, that's pretty stupid. But I like uh, getting ahead of steam. Uh, with the oxy, like my last flight, and coming in and sl- seeing how far I can slide that thing down the runway. Yeah, that's always a lot of fun. That's always fun. I actually rolled the helicopter this last time. It it went sideways, and the blades, I guess, got in the right orientation, and it and it like rolled, <laughs> like barrel rolled down the runway. It's like, oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Or how about my uh, slide in three sixty with the the Black Thunder on the runway? Huh? Remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, because you were just oh. Steve did this crazy thing this weekend, and he didn't plan on it. But uh, yeah, he he slid the the Black Thunder down the runway, and as it's spooling down, it's up on one skid. We thought he was going to kickstand it, and it must have stayed like that for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, were you even controlling anything? I was just holding full left alar, like don't tip over. Don't no tip shit, over. it was standing on the one skid for like five seconds. We were sitting there, me and, like, me and Cricky were watching yeah, that. Yeah, and, like, and the blades like click, click, click. I was like, he's going over. Landed no. on his both feet. I was like, yeah. oh. That was insane. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> do you guys sim? And if so, what sim do you guys use? I do sim a little bit. I need to do more, but uh, I used the Next. I had Real Flight, liked it, and then um, just tried out the Next simulator one time and downloaded it and loved it. But I do need to sim more. I, I keep telling myself I'm going to try to sim every night, and um, I haven't remember. Uh, I think I haven't sim for probably three, four months, so I need to start getting back to the simulator. But I've just been trying to fly every day, so that's my, you know, my virtual sim. Cool. Uh, I do sim once in a while. I try to at least do it once a week, but it's more like once every other week or so. Um, some weeks I have, you know, more simming than others. But, um, yeah, I do Real Flight 7.5, and I, I use my DX9 with the weird whatever, the cable. Simming is fun for me for the first three minutes, and then after that... <laughs> It just kind of gets like, like a it's like it's like a job. Not 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 even a job. It's like 
Ah, it's like school. <laughs> it's like, you know, the bad parts of school where you're like, you're not hanging out with your friends, but you're sitting there and you're like, when is this going to be over? Um, <laughs> you know, and I don't know. It's, it's not because I'm not trying new moves. I'm trying to learn new moves, but it's like I don't get it doesn't feel the same as real flying to me. The perspective is way off for me and I, I just can't get into it. I get frustrated and just like, all right, I'm done. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I do try simming. I do definitely try a new move on the sim before I try it in real life. Um, but then I do my real life sim, which is the oxy. So right on. <laughs> yeah. I got real flight 7.5 and I maybe sim once a week. I tried to squeeze it in, uh, but it's tough. Um, not that I don't enjoy it. I mean, there was a time when I, th- like Steve said, I, I, it was kind of work. But then after a certain point, it actually clicked to where I, I realized about it, how I was learning and progressing on it. And there was, I can remember there being a few weeks where I couldn't wait to sim again. Like I was actually running mm. to the computer and I like, you don't hear a lot of people say that. And I don't know if it's just me, but I was like, I actually learned, you know, how to do this, how to do that. And I'm like, wow, now I can't wait to learn more, you know, it just started <laughs> to eat it up. But it's kind of died down. I mean, my schedule's pretty busy, so it's, yeah. it's sometimes it's hard to squeeze it in. Gotcha. Well, we'll rapid fire the next two questions. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll them together. So, uh, favorite food slash adult beverage and favorite music. Food's got to be Italian food. Anything Italian for me. Um, um, like I said, we used to go, remember going to New York City, Little Italy, all the time. So that's I miss that the most being up there. But and I'm a Bud Light guy. Just um, Bud Light, Miller Light, any kind of easy beer no big deal and music i'm all over the place man like i said i think um a lot of 80s rock maybe hairband motley Crue, that kind nice. of stuff and then um that's yeah so that probably that the 80s rock music cool let's see i would have to say favorite food is um red meat medium rare <laughs> steaks you know fillets you know good cuts um good burgers um, bacon, any bacon <laughs> on anything, um, bacon you know, on bacon, bacon on bacon. I mean, <laughs> I've had pork, you know, I've had pork chops with bacon. Like I'm just, it's great. Um, and that's probably why I get gout a lot. Uh, let's see <laughs> liquor wise. I mean, I don't really drink often, but when I do drink, <laughs> I like to drink single malt scotch if I have to, like if I don't want to spend the money, I, I, you know, Jameson is my. I'm, I'm big into Irish whiskey. Um, Zima. Guinness. Um, Zima. <laughs> Zima was, you know, probably when I was about awesome. 13, 14 years old. <laughs> was, was a drink of choice? No. No, not even then. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty much give me some of the, you know, give me some hard, like, I don't know. I like really, like, I don't like clear liquors and stuff like vodkas and stuff like that and gin. Give me some dark stuff. Sweet. What about music? Oh yeah, music. Um, metal, metal. You know, hard rock. Abba. Did you, someone say Abba? Abba. Abba. <laughs> you uh, said it. I didn't say it. What? <laughs> no. Um, it's the voices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, for for videos, I know people are gonna laugh at this, but for videos, I've been listening to a lot of dubstep <laughs> for videos because I'm like trying to figure out like a routine or some kind of you know when i make like flight videos i want to add music to it and and you know dubstep kind of comes into that like hardcore electronica and stuff like that but um yeah my normal stuff is hard rock and and heavy metal cool 
Nice. Well, my wife is a really good cook, I have to say, right off the bat. So anything she's cooking, I'm, I'm usually, it's 10 out of 10. Dude, she doesn't listen to this podcast. I know. Yeah, well, so what are you doing? Look, <laughs> you must I'm, need showing, I'm showing my character. Yeah, but my wife um, does. Damn it, I should have said that. There's uh, <laughs> footsteps in the hall outside the door. <laughs> but uh, no, there's nothing like a good steak. Um, if you're a vegetarian, I don't understand why. Uh, unless it's like a mental thing or I don't know stomach. I have no idea what vegetarians. I mean, that's your thing. Good for you. Then means more <laughs> steak for me. Um, exactly. But I'll People tell you what, dude, cars. there's also nothing like a good. If you can find a good sushi place, that's kick ass too to me. I, I, mm-hmm. I enjoy both of those. Uh, yeah. Of course, my freaking favorite drink is kettle one vodka <laughs> um, <laughs> mixed any different five billion ways I can mix it. Or straight. I like it straight. Uh, I actually like Johnny Walker 18-year uh, platinum. That's freaking some real good scotch. Nice. Um, so I'll have that every Sweet. now and then. And my favorite music of all time, I'm still stuck, is early 90s thrash metal. I can't get out of that. And there's still bands today that are putting out music that I, I really enjoyed. It's That's thrash metal. And I forgot to bust Dennis's chops for saying Katy Perry. <laughs> the last Katie time I, Perry, when yeah. I met him. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, yay, <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Dennis likes her biceps. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what other hobbies or interests are you guys uh, into besides the helis and, I guess, playing some multi rotor for you guys? Is there any more time left? Jeez, I was going to say how much time <laughs> we got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other hobbies are in helicopters are my kids. No. <laughs> um, no, that's really it for me. I um I do build hot rods on the side, you know, kind of another little side gig. I build, you know, restore, not restore, build like old 50 style, you know, drag cars, you know, hot rods, something you'd see cruising down the street if you're in the 50s, nice. like a high school kid. So built nice. a, you know, 49 Merc, some T-Buckets. I got a 32 Ford uh, I just got done building for myself. Um, wow. And that's about it. Got a boat to cruise around the backyard. I got a big lake in the backyard. So boating and fishing, that's about it. Right on. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really have much time, you know, with the podcasts and flying and <laughs> fun flies and just all this, you know, all the stuff that we do, right? All of us do. Um, I guess hobbies I used to that, you know, I used to do before <laughs> RC helicopters <laughs> kind of took over everything. Ride a sport bike, you know, go on a racetrack once in a while. I used to also uh, race my cars on, the, on a racetrack, too. Besides that, play guitar, you know. Jam out to some music and stuff once in a while. Used to play video games. Bought an Xbox One. Got all these cool games and then just sitting there. I haven't yeah. been on in the last 10, probably in the last couple of weeks. Hasn't even been on. So, I got to come over and play that Battlefield. Yeah, yeah, do it. I'll bring I'll bring the Xbox. It's right now. It's in my bedroom, but I'll bring it downstairs <laughs> to the 65-inch TV. Yeah. You know, or 70-inch. Sorry, I got the 70-inch TV now um, and hook that up. I sim on that 70-inch TV, by the way, which it's actually pretty nice. cool. That's pretty Because cool. I actually could stand there with uh, with my lanyard and, like, holding the transmitter like I'm standing at the field. <laughs> so it gives that, like, a little more realistic, like, oh, my legs are hurting feel, you know, to simming. Nice. <laughs> cool. I don't even know where to start, man. I have so many hobbies. I like to go shooting. I play guitar. Speaking of thrash metal, I was in a thrash metal band in the late 80s, early 90s. Um so geez, I, I enjoy doing Sweet. that. I love building stuff. I mean, you know, everybody in this hobby likes to build something. They should, you know. 
So, I mean, I, I just enjoy putting stuff together. I know Ed has a 3D printer and the CNC thing he's been working on over there. And um, So I got a 3D printer. I know he just bought a Lutzbot Taz 6, right, Ed? Yeah, oh, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I got the little mini, and it's the same. It's just smaller, same type of deal where it you know, calibrates itself. And, man, I'm constantly building something. I'm working on antenna mounts for some goblin stuff and i built a little tank last year and turned mm-hmm. it into an rc tank and had some fun with that just man it's cool i i just enjoy things that get your mind going and you have to think your way through i guess engineering type things but i also yeah. enjoy laying back and putting on acdc and shredding with acdc for like an hour <laughs> just to chill out nice all right last question and then i think it's 13 uh worst crash Worst crash you've ever had. Oof. Mine was a – This oh, I hate telling the story, but <laughs> mine was – I just built a brand-new Goblin 700 competition, um, literally brand-new, put a beautiful custom canopy on it. It was gorgeous. Had a set of the new the, – the blue BKs when they first came out, the 702s. Um, put them on there, got everything ready to go fly. Had a customer call me and say, man, I really want some 702s. I really need them about this weekend or whatever. So I'll tell you what, I'll take mine off my helicopter, send them to you, and then I'll just order another set, you know, f- from Bert. You know, I'll get him in a couple of days, no big deal, or you know, a week or so, whatever. So, swapped them out, sent him his servos, put got the new ones, put them on. Realized when I centered it, I didn't center it, you know, 100% perfect. So I took the screw out, put the servo horn back on out, and went and flew it for its maiden oh, no. flight. Yeah, you hear, I missed something in that little step. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. So I took it out, maidened it, you know, flew back and forth, did the hover, you know, flew real good, decided to do my normal full speed fast pass to check the tail gain. And it made a hard right turn down the servo horn. I never put the bolt back in it. And it made a hard right nose yeah. down and just completely disintegrated the whole helicopter. I mean, it happened so fast. So, you know, full speed. And it, like I said, it ruined the battery. It, I, I think the only thing that was usable out of it was the flybar unit and the servos. I mean, it was, it was just absolutely destroyed. So that was, Damn. you know, a uh, learning curve, you know, learning for me is, you know, double check every time you touch anything, check it, everything, you know. <laughs> uh, Steve freaking saved me from the same exact thing at the fun fly. Yep. Caught that one of my, uh, one of my bolts come out of the servo horn on one of the servos on the 570. Yep. I check them. I now like said people laughing when I go out, you know, I, I, before I fly, I double check everything. All my pitch links, I grab them, move them, twist them. You know, like you said, just yeah, one little, I check, one little you know, or I have someone else, I hand to someone else and say, look at it real quick just to make sure, you know, because you never know if someone else is going to look at something that you might know that you, you know, you think you did it, but, <laughs> right. Or you said it's loose and you're not paying attention. So it's mm-hmm. definitely it's, need to go over them. Like I said, if I only had two helicopters, that'd be a lot easier. But again, <laughs> got way too many. And, <laughs> it's easy to overlook something. It is. It definitely Small is. like that, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really, like, all my crashes are, like, I laugh at them. I mean, I mean I've never been upset by any of our flash, my crashes. I don't feel like, you know, I, I don't know. I got so used to crashing with the Oxys, like, every weekend it was it was a crash. Like, it was inevitable. Like, it was yeah. coming. Um, I can think of one of your best crashes, not one of your worst <laughs> crashes. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. Best crash is good too. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, do that right after this one now. So, <laughs> the, I mean, I guess this I, I consider this one of my worst crashes because it costs a lot of money, and it's it's I don't know. I mean, I I understand there's a point to it, but 
So I was practicing auto-rotating, and it was like I wasn't fully auto-rotation. I would cut the engine or motor idle and come down and about 10 feet, turn the motor back on and fly back out. And I was doing it like three or four times, and this one time, man, I just came in and like smashed the heli into the ground, and boom, went right into the blades and everything, and it was a Goblin 700 competition. Oof. It was my, you know, the green one, right? The green and blue one that that I, I had and everyone's seen, which became the orange one after the re-kit. <laughs> um, you know, which cost me almost $500 for that re-kit. Like, it was, I mm. bought a used frame, I bought, a, you know, a, but I did buy a new canopy and, and boom, because I wanted it customized. Um, but, and, you know, the, the, what hurts me the most about it is that, you know, it's because I was tr- taking a perfectly good heli and shutting the motor off. Like, why am I doing that? I know, I know there's a, <laughs> I know there's a reason. I know there's a, there's a, you know, there's a place for it where, when, you know, you're flying nitro and you have a burnout, you're going to be doing it in real life. But, you know, with electric, I'm flying a perfectly good heli that I, I was smacking around and, you know, having a great time every flight with, and then threw it into the ground and it cost me, you know. A whole ton of money, so you know that that I would say would be my worst crash. Gotcha. Um, Kevin, so what you got for my best crash? I'm curious. The time we were at Green Pond and you put the 450 over our heads and then onto the middle oh, of the road, right yeah. on the double yellow line. Yes. And cars were driving by and we were trying to get under the fence. We couldn't get under the fence. The oh, fence shit. is like eighth of a mile long. Steve's running down. I'm trying to climb over the fence. <laughs> yes, let me go over there real quick. So I was doing uh, that was my Blade 450X. That was you know my learning heli, um, first real collective pitch, like really learning heli, like you know doing all sorts of different things, punch outs and stall turns and flying back and forth. So that was cool back then. Um, but you know, I, I, if you watch any of the old Green Pond videos off my YouTube channel, it's funny because it, it is a lot of like you know right to left stall turn, left to right stall turn. Right to left, stall turn, you know, left to right. Oh, I do I do an aileron roll and then stall turn. So this one time I'm like, I'm going to get circus down. I'm, the, the helicopter is going to fly in a circle. I'm going to get over my fear of the helicopter coming at me, you know. I'm, I'll do it pretty high up so there's no worries. And I was doing like one circuit, two circuits. Like the, during the second circuit, it just got away from me. I pulled way too much collective when it was um, – when the disc was like – you know, these are upright circuits, so the skids are out. So when the, when the helicopter is at the furthest point and the disc is looking at me, I'm pulling too much collective. So it basically shot over my head, mm. freaking out, you know, because there's a fence and then there's a two-lane, like a, a one-way each-way road. I hit throughout a hole, slammed the helicopter down, like slammed full collective. I didn't want to hit anyone's house. I didn't, you know. um, so I, it comes out and it lands right on the double yellow line. And it's just like, it's a nice curvy road that a lot of like cars, you know, like motorcycles and like, you know, nice cars will go back and forth and do kind of, you know, a sporty run on. So I'm freaking out. Kevin is like, we're trying to figure out a way through. I'm like, I, I try to climb down. I'm not climbing this like eight foot fence. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, because on the other side, it's just rocks. So I know I'm going to like break a leg on the other way. So I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I run now to one side on the right side. And I'm like, come on, there's got to be breaking the fence. Nope, there isn't. I come back and I just see like a, a low point where the ground is lower than the fence, the bottom of the fence. So I'm like, I'm like pulling and I'm like, okay, I could get underneath this. Kevin, hold this up. I sneak <laughs> underneath it. Cars are still whizzing by and like I, I get a break and I go out there and pick up the main heli and, and a couple of the big parts. Lucky that it didn't hit anyone's car or motor, motorcycles. Lucky that no one ran over it 
especially a motorcycle. <laughs> motorcycle running over a 450 Oof. LE probably yeah. cause a crash, you know, and someone could get hurt. So, yeah, <laughs> I guess that would be one of my best crashes. One of my craziest crashes for sure. <laughs> yeah. I got a, I got a good best crash. Won't yeah. be too quick or too, uh, too long, but I did a, um, I was where I work next door. My one of my friends, Ron, flies next. He uh, flies helicopters. He works next door at the dealership next to us. When they're getting ready, they were getting ready to make the shop bigger. So they had this big, not pile of dirt, like really smoothed out, like glass dirt. You know, humongous shop. You know, they're getting ready to build. He just built a, I think it was a 500. Pretty sure it was. A, yeah, it was. It was a Goblin 500. Just built it, and um, and I was going on a test drive, and I see him out there flying it, you know, hovering it, and there's about. 10 people all around, all the parts guys and the other techs are watching them. And um, I pull up and say, hey, what's going on? You know, everyone's like amazed watching him. You know, he's like hovering, just going back and forth. And everybody's like, man, I can't believe how cool that is. So he goes, here, he puts it down. He goes, Chris, here, you show him what this thing can do. I'm like, are you sure? This is not my helicopter. Uh-oh. He's like, <laughs> man, go ahead, dude. You got to do it. I said, all right. You know, so I lift it up and I, you know, immediately start doing like up and down real fast, spin the tail around. And then I start doing TikToks. You know, it's, I add about the third TikTok on a goblin with no canopy. Um, this battery just shoots perfectly at the right time. <laughs> oh. I didn't launch it. The battery was probably 60 feet in the air, like across the parking lot flying. <laughs> wow. So the best part with the whole landing. So as I was coming down, yeah, as I was ticking, talking, I guess, it, um, it actually landed completely perfect. Looked like I autoed it in. I mean, it went in, it landed smooth, <laughs> skids down, didn't break anything. And I'm like, and, and everyone's like, oh my god, that was awesome. The battery's still in the air, flying. You know, it lands in the parking <laughs> lot. I said, literally, hundred feet away. And um, he was like, dude, I can't believe how you could control it without the motor going. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty good at it. You know, <laughs> needless to say, I didn't think about it. But there's no battery. There's there was no backup guard in it. There was no yeah, connection. There's, like there's no control, right? I had nothing. <laughs> it just looked it looked like I meant to do it. So that was um. You know, totally a crash, but a you know a, a no damage crash. So it's a pretty funny story we always tell. Is nice. Like, yeah, I, I mean, can so- control the hell even when there's no power to it. You know, I had- <laughs> somebody was looking down on you. On it was, that day because yeah, it was- that must have been like the moment it disconnected. <laughs> oh. Your swash was at like the optimum you it know, was position. Perfect. It like where really it just autoed, in, autoed it, down. It, yeah, <laughs> it was we have it on video, um, but it's um, I gotta have maybe post it up on the site. But it um, and you can see the battery in the video literally just out of the screen. <laughs> gone you know and it's like it's awesome Uh, cool so that's that's my favorite crash story nice my worst i think was the 380 and it was weird because that morning i drove down in the field and i literally said to myself wow i haven't crashed that 380 ever and i think first flight i i crashed it and i kiss of death yeah Yeah, i put it in pretty bad pretty bad yep but uh i i don't know We, we crashed so much it's like not yeah. the big stuff, but you know the oxys and stuff like that. I think my best crash though was when we were in Ohio. At the, we were indoors at Neff, and <laughs> oh, uh, I forgot about my crash there too. Shit. I had oh, you, yeah, that's right, Steve <laughs> crashed there too. But yeah. I had my little 180, and I was just getting to the point where I could f- do flips, like front flips and back flips. I don't even think I was doing inverted hovers that much, maybe a little bit. And I remember taking it up there and, and flying for about five seconds and and doing a. Going to do a backflip and not giving it any negative collective and yeah. driving it straight into the like the football yeah. field, the spongy football field stuff. And it, it was hysterical. I got a picture of it somewhere. 
I actually put the frame of the helicopter through the canopy. Like yeah. the canopy was split into and like in the back of the frame. We couldn't figure out how to get it off when we got it when we got it all back to the table. We're like, how are we getting this off of here? But Steve crashed at that event too. It was pretty funny. He was determined to fly that oxy indoors. It <laughs> yeah. was the lights and stuff. It got you so disoriented. And they yeah. gave you such a little area to fly in. They give you a little quarter mm. and it was um but the lights, like everything becomes a silhouette, like a helicopter just becomes a silhouette. So I, I come and I'm just like hovering, hovering. Fuck it, I'm doing an inverted punch out of a tailwind. <laughs> and I just smashed it into the roof at the side of the, <laughs> the thing. Where like you just go, you just heard a big crash and then and it fell down to like a, a little area that was beveled out. So it's like crash, ding, 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 and it just hit the ground. And I see nice. the flight line, the heli flight line was like to the back right. So mm-hmm. like if I turn to my left, I you see the main flight line, you know, which is the whole football field. And I just see everyone's head turn my way. And I'm just <laughs> doing a walk of shame like, okay, I'm not going to look that way. And I'm like, oh, man, the flight test guys are looking at me like Josh Rixler and Alex and all of them look at me like, fuck. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, it was like organ music and then wham and then like the needle ripping off the record and everybody staring at Steve. It was, yeah. it was like, you, Steve was red, you could tell it from across the football field. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was a lot it was like wham and they hit like you hit the he hit the ceiling and hit the wall like three times coming down. So it was like yeah. three, bing bang it's bong. Bang, bang, bang. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, that was, uh, yeah. While we're on crash confessions. Yeah. This past weekend, I had uh, my 600 up doing uh, the Lobo 600, mm-hmm. doing some normal flights. And toward the end of the day, I neighbors stopped by to, with their son to watch me fly. So I'm doing my routine and I was uh, doing some low hovering, you know, just clipping some of the high grass we have at the field. And I did a punch out, nice pirouetting punch out, go up about 150 feet, roll it over, disc toward me, nose down, and holding about three-quarter negative collective, and things rocketing down toward the earth. I said, we're going to flatten this out. We're going to punch the positive collective and stop the heli about 15, 20 feet above you know, the top of the hill. And I leveled it out, and all of a sudden the heli just seemed to go faster. I was like, what the hell? Oh, and disappeared behind the hill. I hit oh. rescue. I hear rescue start. I hear thud. Rescue ended. And I, <laughs> I was like, okay, that was maybe a little bit too fast for rescue to handle. And I looked down at the radio, and instead of going positive collective, I went negative. Oh, <laughs> man. But then, uh, so the canopy, the main shaft ripped from the normal hole it has in the canopy all the way to the nose of the canopy. Oh, Bat- shit. One of the batteries was 10 feet away from the airframe, and it's a mess, but we will rebuild. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So let's see how everyone's week's been. Um, so we, we got a lot of folks on here. So let's, who wants to go first? I'll nice. go first. Pretty much my okay. week <laughs> has just consisted of I finally got my Scorpion put on my Black Thunder T. Getting ready to do nice. one test flight on it. And it's setup is super easy with V-Control. Um, same thing. It's kind of like the V-Control setup. You go through it and you're like, nah, it can't be that easy. But it is. So um, literally got the wires all you know hooked up and everything. Got it mounted up nice and pretty. And going to go fly it today, and then, of course, it was raining. So <laughs> no flight no flight report, but it's on there. It looks pretty. It works. It talks, you know, it's cool. There's no IU sensor anymore, but the Scorpion yeah. has all the you know, in, you know, turn, internal now. So um, awesome. and it gives you a battery percentage readout as you're going, plus the talk. Plus, it'll tell you how many 
milliamps you've used and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it, man. That's all. Nice. All right, man. Flew on Saturday. I had a freaking great time, uh, even though it rained in the morning. I mean, this is like your classic, oh, it's going to rain. I looked at the forecast. I might as well stay home. But it, I instead, Steve was already down there, and I said, I'm going to go down there, I guess. So I drove yeah. down in the rain, and we hung out for a little bit. And once it cleared up, it was amazing. I had such a great time. Yeah. Like we've been talking about, I, I tried out some silly things on the Oxy. I flew like 10 packs on that thing. You you had uh, some packs you let me use, 10 or 11, because you had three and I had eight. Uh-huh. And uh, so I flew that, flew the Nitro once, and flew the 690 like three or four times. Flew my Sukhoi, and I flew my FT Gremlin. So I like had the trifecta this weekend. Nice. And I crashed the Sukhoi, and I fixed the Sukhoi. And I started the other night putting together my 4S Sukhoi, which is comprised out of almost all brand new parts from based upon the one that Steve gave me. It's the same Sukhoi that Steve gave me. It's just all brand new parts and occupies the same space as that one that Steve gave me. <laughs> so so yeah. the electronics, though, right? It's the same. The electronics the, is, yeah. Yeah, the, the airframe is, is different. And cool. uh, I, have a, I have an old P51 Mustang that I bought years ago that I've thrown out like three times and I ordered parts for that. It was only like $8 worth of parts. I, I needed like the rudder and the elevator. So that I hopefully will actually be flying again. It's, um, I'm just going to call it the garbage can, the third or something. I don't know. Garbage can. Number three. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to call it, but yeah, that was it. That's all I did this, this week. I had a good week. It was, it was cool. Plane that won't go away. The plane that wouldn't die. Yeah, it just keeps on coming back. Cool. Um, let me go next since uh, we flew together on Saturday. Um, yeah, I, I woke up early on Saturday. Uh, the baby was crying, you know, normal feeding around 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, my wife's like, are you going to fly today? I'm like, yeah, I think so. I'm going to go fly. I hope the weather's good. And she's like, all right, go now. Leave, leave, go now. I'm like, uh, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um you know, I, mean, I guess. <laughs> We're like, All right, let me go downstairs. Let me, you know, get get a couple things ready. Let's make sure my, you know, like the battery packs that I had, you know, charged and uh, and my V controls charged and stuff, and just kind of get things sorted. So I started doing that, and I, I left. I actually left my house around seven o'clock. So I got to the field right right eight o'clock in the morning. I thought I was gonna be the first one there, but nope. To my surprise, you know, we have two club members there. Um, Kevin, you know, Mister Mister K and, and Tony was there. Um, both airplane guys. Well, Tony lives there, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I don't he's think retired. he's too far he from there. the field. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, and it, it did rain for a bit. I got a couple of flights real quick on the Oxy, and then rain started coming. So we just kind of waited it out. And then Kevin came by. Um, actually, right before Kevin came by, it's always when Kevin's not there. Um, I was flying the Oxy. There was a little break in the, the rain, and I was flying the Oxy, and I was – uh, like I said, I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll do anything with this thing. Like, I'll just try new things. Like, I'll have a – like. My third flight of the day, I'm, I just had a thought of, all right, I'm going to go nose in. I'm going to do some backflips, nose in. Then I'm going to do a backflip, do a punch out, tail whip, <coughs> excuse me, and then go into a hurricane. And I did the punch out. I did the tail whip. It was over the parking lot behind my head. I started like, you know, instead of hitting rescue, which is quite odd because that's my normal thing. I was just, I thought the helicopter was lower than I thought. So my instinct was to hit throttle hold. So if I hit anything or anyone, it would be 
but not under power. Right. So I hit throttle hold. I turn around. I see the heli. It's about 80 feet in the air. I'm like, crap, I can recover. <laughs> I hit rescue. I hit turn throttle off hold. I start spooling back up. It's five feet off the ground. I hit throttle hold again, and it hits the ground. <laughs> and it Oof. makes this big, loud thump. You know, for an oxy, right? You're talking about a little 300 size heli, and it sounded like a 700 going in, like thump. You know, just really hard hitting the ground. And surprisingly, like you know, with the speed canopy and all this stuff, like the canopy got bashed up a little. But I had a bent tail boom, two bent spindles on the cube, and one out of the four legs of the the plastic landing gears was broken, and that was it. Nice. So, um, it's all fixed now. I epoxy, you know, I JB welded the landing gear and just you know whatever. Get it, get it back in. Um, so I, I worked on that a little. But as the weather got nicer and Kevin showed up, I flew the crap out of the N7. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I had four flights on it, four braking flights. So I did one more, you know, tank of just breaking it in. Get it up in the air, you know, just slow upright figure eights, you know, switching between idle one and two. And three, and then going back and letting you know, landing, letting the engine cool for a little bit, and then go back up and kind of do that again a couple of times. All right, it's so like the next flight, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go a couple of clicks leaner on the high. My four originally felt better, great. Um, next flight, said, let's do four more. Halfway through the flight, I'm like, I need a little more, so I did two more. So, I, you know, total 10 clicks on the high needle, and the 105 really is waking up now. It's starting to, you know, still producing tons of smoke. So I know I'm running rich. I know it's good, you know, but it's definitely bogging a little less when I do the full collective punch outs, you know, upright and inverted just to see how it works, um, how the tune is. It's just it's just it's holding nicely. And now I'm like starting to, you know, TikTok it and flip it and pure flips and do all my normal stuff on it. And then, you know, I only hear the engine bog a little bit, <laughs> you know, not too bad. So I know it's it's getting there. Yeah. Or my collector's getting better? No, I think the engine's getting there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that heli now. Like, I'm really enjoying Nitro. You know, I, I had the T-Rex 700 Nitro, and I basically did three flights on it, and then I sold it to Kevin. So I, like, teased myself to get into Nitro and enjoy it. And I was like, oh, I really like it. I'm going to get a Synergy. And then it was backward for three weeks. So I was sitting there, like, kicking myself in the ass, like, fuck, I should have kept the 700. <laughs> but, you know, I needed, I needed to sell it. I needed the money from, the, from selling that to get the OS uh, 105 in there. So ordered from Japan. So, you know, it, it all's, you know, all's well that ends well. So, it, you know, worked out. But, um, yeah, I'm loving it, though. <sighs> nitro's, nitro's fun, man. Walt, you got to, you got to, you got to. <laughs> Not even if you don't get one, just you, whenever we ever meet up in any fun flight, you can fly mine. It's cool. I don't care. So is that is that heli like just super light? It's I know like, it, it appeal. It seems to appeal to so many people. Everybody really seems to. I mean, that's like the go to nitro these days. Seems like everybody. Yeah. Every day I'll see a post about an N seven. Somebody's looking for one, or somebody's mm-hmm. you know just flown theirs and and raving about them. Yeah, it reminds me of the Camaros from the eighties. They're like a Me Too helicopter in the eighties. People would have Camaro and you'd say, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I got to say that, you, you know, like the Black Thunder Goblin, right? Because I'm, I'm a Goblin fanboy for sure. Um, the, the Black Thunder 700 Goblin is, in my opinion, one of the lightest Black, you know, Goblin 700s I've ever felt. Now, the new T-Line I know is even lighter, but I don't own one of those. <laughs> but holding that without a battery pack 
and holding the N7 fully ready to run feels really close. Wow. You know, so you think like a Goblin 700 without batteries, it's light. Like even your 550, you don't have your batteries in there. It's super light. But think about a nitro feeling that light ready to go. You know, so that's how I compare it. It's, it is, it's, I I don't, I haven't put on a scale, but I I can't see it being, I can't see it being 11 pounds. It has to be under. It actually gets lighter toward the end of the flight. Yeah, that too. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Nitro's great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah those guys they were they were at the field there was a bunch of stuff being worked on like uh muse had his cub and the guys were working on that and there were steve you were helping somebody else work on something that's how i squeezed in all those oxy flights i was like nobody's watching me do all this crazy stuff but i'm like you guys keep talking to each other i'm gonna get another flight <laughs> yeah i was working on the n7 oh right you're doing that because uh i had some wires that were not oh, placed right. in yeah, a very yeah. good spot so the canopy was rubbing those wires away and i was like Oh, I guess there's my push button for my remote glow. Let's take that off. <laughs> that those <laughs> wires are done. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the funny thing with nitro, and especially being someone new into nitro, you have to be mindful of wire placement, covering any any place that it rubs on carbon fiber. Even if you take the carbon fiber and um, sand down the edges, you know it's it, you should put some fuel line or some um, canopy grommet like the the uh, canopy, what do they call it on the goblins that go around the top? The moose, edge, the canopy edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah that thing. Um, yeah. Put put those on the edges uh, wherever wires go over or use fuel line um, because if it can rub there, the vibrations will eventually rub away the wire, you know, so um, gotcha. that's something good to know and good to, you know, a learning experience for sure. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll go uh, since since we got back from the fun fly. Of course, it was Mother's Day the weekend after, so I didn't fly that day. And um, this last weekend, though, uh, was a, we had a really beautiful day Sunday. It was kind of cloudy to start with, but uh, about noontime it started uh, started to clear up. We had nice blue skies, and uh, you know I, I can really see the 570 on a nice blue sky day. But with the white and black canopy, it's hard to see on on a cloudy day. Uh, Gets silhouette on me, but. Uh, so that one was already bound to the V control. So uh, had uh, got four flights on it on Sunday, and then the uh, my line uh, 700 uh, triblade. Uh, that one I still had hooked up with the Futaba receiver. So I, I took one flight with the Futaba, and then came down, and it took all of it took me longer to change from that one uh, plug with the four wires to the two separate plugs to hook a satellite up to the Neo. And uh, took it up with the V control, and uh, I have to say, like flying one back to back with the other, mm-hmm. um, it, it definitely it, it felt a lot better with the V control. Um, the only thing I've really had to do with that is just tighten up the uh, the gimbals a little bit. They were they were pretty loose to start with, yeah. um, and I, I still probably need to tighten up a little more. But uh, but it feels good. Uh, it flies good. Um, had a good day of flying, and uh, like I said, ordered some parts for the the EXO that I put in hard at the fun fly. So. Uh, you know, I don't have all the parts for it, but um, I'm still waiting on the main uh, one-piece monocoque uh, frame. It should be here any day now, but start getting that back together and you know, kind of go from there. So nice. that's all I've really been up to there. Nice. So what's your what's your take on the V-Control, man? I love it. I, I love it. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, uh, Shannon have with you done any... Helis, he, he was nice enough to let me check out the Jetty, and, and the Jetty's uh-huh. a nice radio, but... I mean, just it's it's such a it feels like such a step up from the Futaba. Um, not the Futaba wasn't a great product. I mean, I always trusted the signal, but just the yes. 
going through the features, the cut, you know, being able to customize the screen and, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it just seems like a much more advanced system than what I had before. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You haven't done a setup on it yet though, right? You haven't like set up a new helicopter with it or anything? No, not a new helicopter. I mean, I've went in just double check the settings where I had it and, um, I've got it where rescue's set up and working and you, you guys run V control. So maybe you can answer this question. Um, so on the motor switch, you've got off idle and run. Um, I had the Futaba just set up as off and run. I didn't, it wasn't, it was a two position switch. So, and it may be that that's the way I've got it set up in the Neo, or it may be that I'm not running the V bar gov yet. But, um, when I go from motor run to motor idle, nothing, it just continues to run at motor run speed. So I don't have a, I don't have a functional um, uh, I guess auto bailout at this point. Yeah, there's a there's a setting for auto rotation throttle percentage. That's your motor idle. Yep. Okay. Uh, and what you do is you know, if, I think it defaults like twenty or thirty percent. It might be too high, you know, for your for what you're running. So you can play with that. It's and that's one of the thing great about it. Is you can go in there and just play with it. Yeah. Um, that, that's actually cool. Like that's how I don't know if you saw my autos on my gasser. I kind of cheated, you know, a little bit. I have it. I have the idle set up, you know, pretty high. Mm-hmm. So when you actually do auto it, it's still coming down with, you know, plenty of not plenty of RPM. It'll still hover. Right? Yeah. You know, like really barely just hover. So it's it's cool. Like I said, if you're going to practice autos, crank that number up. Yeah. You know, like you said, yours is probably too high if it's not doing anything. You know, if you right, don't hear any right. change, crank it down to like you know, 10 or something or, you know, yeah, 20 10 you know, or 15%. 10, or yeah. And gotcha. just play with it and you'll, you'll feel it. Like I said, but the cool part, if you're practicing auto is crank that thing up to like 30, you know, mm-hmm. hit the auto. So it will auto, but you'll still have something left, you know, at the end. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. It is, cool it is, cool is kind of cheating. Um, let's, let's yeah. clear the air. It is cheating. It's not a f- real auto rotation because, um, you know, your motor is still getting juice and it's still spinning it. Like your ESC yeah. is still spinning your motor. Um, and that's how it gets the bailout to be so quick. Yep. You should try it. I, I was one thing I was telling Kevin on Saturday and showing him how to do is uh, to practice autos like that. You know, with a six ninety because it's so damn floaty. It's like you oh, just, yeah. just cut the cut the you know motor start to motor idle. It starts coming in. You know, you give a little negative, and then you know ten feet off the ground, just go back to motor start. Yep. And then like three seconds, two seconds, it's like pulls right back up, and he has full control, full head speed. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's good, you know. Just, yeah, just be careful. Awesome. Be careful yeah. doing it on a Goblin Seven Hundred. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I'm I'm digging it though. Um, I, I I definitely liking it a lot. Nice. Wait till you get into. Hey, I need more of this or more of that, and you can just change it yes. right there on the fly. That's that's yes. where I found it to be very helpful, and I think it's going to come in handy because you know at the end of the year you're going to be. You're going to be after you know a season of flying. You're going to be ramped up, and and then I think when you go back to like the season in the spring you know you can dial stuff back down a little bit you yeah because you went whoa this, this helicopter is really getting away from me I, I think that's gonna be helpful for me cool all right what Let's about see. ed got ed What's what about him? up to oh yeah i'm here um <laughs> crashing a logo <laughs> what well, else <laughs> that was the end of the day uh saturday started off nice i mm-hmm. friday i was thinking about uh my nitro starter uh, the Sullivan starter with the lipo battery strapped to the side, and uh-huh. I was always concerned should the starter fall off the table, uh, it would have the buttered bread syndrome and land on the lipo and sure. probably pop a <laughs> hole in it and set the starter on fire. So I went down to my creativity station and uh, printed out a 
uh, box that would fit the starter just nice. We held on with two Velcro straps and mm-hmm. encased the lipo and protect it. So we worked on that Saturday and uh, Sunday. It was, it was a good day at the field. Flew the nitro, uh, the, uh, the black nitro. Flew the 600 several times until it's demise toward the end of the day and uh, got another flight in on a nitro before I went home and that was about it. Awesome. How are you liking the black nitro? I like it. It's a good power to weight ratio for the uh, 105. You I run it at 650? Yeah, straight straight as the kit. Um, mm-hmm. I comparing it to the Avant Mastro. Uh, the Avant Mastro would definitely try to almost stall the rotor disc out on some hard maneuvers. The mm-hmm. uh, 650 black nitro, you could I'm running 13 degrees of pitch, and wow. I I could get a little loss of head speed, but it doesn't come anywhere close to stolen a motor out. Right, right. Nice. And I remember remember the Avant. I came tearing across the field, and I pulled up into a vertical climb, and I went from 2100 head speed down to about 1050. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> you start seeing like, single blades. <laughs> yeah, I was good. I said, backed off on a collective, and I heard the RPM starting to come back. I'm, oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But uh, yeah, that's the good thing about nitro. It gives you feedback. It lets you know uh, when you're making a mistake. Electric is just stupid, silly power. It powers right through it. Either melts the main gear out or just gets you through your worst uh, worst scenario. Yeah. <laughs> or it drives you into the ground at about 85 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, awesome. Ed, I'm real curious uh, how your club situation is going out there with the guy that had the heli get away from well, knock on wood, uh, so far so good. You know, we tried to get a hold of somebody from the town the day it happened. Uh, right. It was a Sunday, so nobody was available, but our town liaison went down there first thing Monday morning to the contacts that uh, take care of the the landfill down there and told them we had an incident with one of our aircraft and it uh, looks like it damaged two panels and they thanked us very much for, you know, telling them about it and they called the solar panel company, and uh, apparently they're going to come out and repair it, and we'll uh, handle the bill out of our club funds and uh, put a claim in through the AMA for the uh, site insurance. See how that goes. Okay. But well, uh, yeah, cool. I, you know, we, we we knew eventually it was going to happen, but uh, you know, it had to be one of the guys that uh, uh, comes to the field. Uh, and he's a good pilot too. I one of those. Whoops! Moments. I don't know. Maybe something happened to the the helicopter, but uh, from what I hear, the damage done to it was, you know, quite extensive after hit, hitting the two panels. So we may not know why it why it went down. Yeah, I'm just glad you're not hearing any backlash from the town or or the no, I, company we, or anything. We were all worried yeah. about it. Yeah, but, that, that's uh, great. I think two panels out of the whole grid they have there is maybe point zero zero two percent of their yeah. output. So, uh, right, you know, right. they seem to isolate themselves. If they get damaged or have no output, they just uh, take themselves offline. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And we're kind of staying away from it. It's a black plague now. When you go to that end of the field, <laughs> you're doing a vertical climb with a, a 180 spin around, or, you know, you turn to your left in towards yourself. You don't go out towards the panels. Yeah. You have to go a pretty decent way out there to get over the panels themselves, so. He said he was doing rolling circles, uh, and uh, when I looked at the weather forecast that day, I got the call from one of the club members, and 
after talking to the pilot, I looked at the weather and it was a wind out of the south southwest. So it would have been on his back, blowing the heli away from him. And if he's concentrating on a rolling circles, I could easily see it getting that far out in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, we get the wind coming the other way in your face. And I'll be doing TikTok. And I say, boy, the hell, he's getting real big. Oh, crap. <laughs> Push it away. <laughs> well, I, was, I was curious. Oh, well, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Oh, I was going to say, I was, I was curious as to uh, you know, how you guys uh, got your start as far as in the podcast. And uh, as well as I know, you know, you guys still talk about the multi rotors and planes, but were helicopters always this much of the podcast, or is that something that bit you guys and just has taken you guys kicking and screaming down the rabbit hole? <laughs> um, all right, well, I'm going to take full responsibility on the heli part, but uh, as, as far as how we got started, um, good job, you know, how, how we got started. So, first of all, how Kevin and I met. I, I would say it's um, uh, flight test forums. We were, we were both fans of flight tests, and I think I put out a post, something titled like "Calling All New Jersey Flight Test Pilots" or something like that. Yeah. And it was um, I already knew one of our other friends, Jeff, um, which we met on I think Heli Freak. We went to a fun fly, um, and I met him there for the first time. But um, basically, you know, we're like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get more pilots that like flight test planes, and you know. And the show to come meet up and let's let's enjoy the hobby. So, Kevin was one of the folks that responded. A couple other folks too, but Kevin's the only one that actually stuck with us. <laughs> yeah, I think you and I talked once before that because my first post on that thread is, you know, I'll be there. Because yeah. I, think, I think you and I posted something on another thread or something or talked back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Point. Yeah, you know, met him and you know, just guy glasses. Short hair, kind of dorky looking, goatee, you know. Um, you know, this old, you know, who was that? Was that Jack <laughs> talking about? <laughs> twinkle in his eye. <laughs> uh, comes meet up and, you know, he's flying some flight test plays and he has his little 450 flybard heli. And he, he was flying pretty well, you know. I was like, oh, shit, this guy knows how to fly. Nice. Because I was terrible. Jeff was pretty bad, too. We were all kind of, you know, very new at this. Yeah, we're, um, all three of us were really new. Yeah, at the airplane side, right? Like, this was about, I guess, four and a half years ago now. But, yeah. um, you know, and we're like, okay, this guy's doing, you know, he's flying around in circles and not crashing. And then he crashes into a tree. And his, <laughs> what was it, an FT Mustang, I think? No, my bloody wonder I crashed into a tree. Oh, yeah. And it was just kind of stuck in a tree a little bit. And and we're like, okay, whatever. And what was it then i i think i started flying like i had my little blade 450x and i was really getting to the helis and started flying that and you busted out your little 450 it's like a t-rex clone i forgot which one it was a blue frame and yeah. all that was um fly bar and exi i got from x helis yeah yeah it was the cheapest thing i could put together and, and I, you know, I had never gotten into uh, like I was always in, I was never in normal like, mode. Normal mm-hmm. mode. I was always in idle up, flying around. The first time I did, <laughs> Steve was like, "Hey, do you ever go into into normal mode or you know like the idle up mode?" And you're yeah. like, "No," and your helicopter kind of freaked out. Yeah, <laughs> the first time I did it, the gyro went nuts. I crashed. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, "Oh uh, shit." <laughs> What am I gonna do? Like, thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. But those He's things were so like, touchy, man. 
I would get that thing flying really nice in my driveway and hovering and everything, and then I'd take it out to the field, and it would be a mess, or it would be the other way around. It was just, it was always, the linkage on those things were crazy. I really would love, like to revisit those helicopters just to see if I'm any better with it. Oh, I'm sure um, you are. Just to, just to screw around with them, because I still have I still have them. I still have a ton of parts, and I can't even give them away. Uh, but it's, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, so, so then... So then Steve and I started to go to some events together. Steve started getting really into the helicopters, like he's saying. Um, and then I picked up a a, B, a 450X off of uh, eBay. Yeah. And I don't know if I had the, the 180 at that point or not, but... Uh, um, you got the 180 after that, yeah. Steve spent the day helping me at the one place we used to fly in Green Pond, uh, getting that 450 together, man. And I was just thrilled that i didn't waste 200 bucks on this helicopter and he actually got it flying and i i was actually able to hover it and i was like i was thrilled man i was like jumping up and down i couldn't believe that my money didn't go to waste <laughs> yeah uh-huh and then it wasn't much longer after that we, we went to flight fest in 2014 yeah. i'm drunk we're talking about podcasting no that was 15 i went 14 we all yeah, went, you went 15, 14 by yourself 15 yep mm-hmm. and that's when we we started to really seriously talk about starting a podcast because uh, we've said it a number of times, you know, all the podcasts we were listening to at the time started to go away. Uh, yeah. Flight flight test was putting them out kind of sporadically. Uh, they're better now. They're you know they're they're starting to do them weekly. So we saw like a, a hole that we could stick a podcast out there and see if anybody listened to it. And then I fought like cool. you, you said you said kicking and screaming. I fought I fought uh, for a couple of shows. I wanted to kind of keep things equal, like helicopters, planes, and multi rotors. Like just you know, try and keep things, you know, the content even. And then I was just like, all right, forget it. <laughs> Wherever this goes, it goes. And yeah, just- so, so Kevin released the reins and kind of gave up on trying to lock us into less, you know, <laughs> the equality of flight. And also, he also let loose on, like, fuck it. He just seems like, all right, he, he had the 450X. He was flying really well with that. He started... You know, do mile 3D, and he started becoming enemy pilot. Ended up buying a. What'd you end up buying? What was it, like the Goblin 380? What's your next big? Well, I had the yeah, I had the 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 180, and I never yeah. thought I'd stop flying that. And then I think I bought an Oxy. Yeah, and I, yeah, you bought and an Oxy. I never in a million years thought I would have a Goblin 380. Boom! Buys a 380 from Anthony. <laughs> and then Anthony had <laughs> a killer deal on that. I bought that, and then yeah, jeez, man. And I I knew I didn't want to go too fast, like so I I kind of took my time away. Into, into getting into the bigger stuff. I'm glad I did in a way. I'm glad I'm at where I'm where I am now. But yeah, it's um, it's all downhill from there. I mean, geez, looking back <laughs> when I when I say that, you know, I never thought I'd have a 380. I mean, now I got the 700 nitro. Oh, well, you never thought you were gonna have a 700. No, really didn't think <laughs> I would. No, you know. And then you bought the 570 because you got a killer deal on that, and it became like, uh, oh, 570 is the last. This it's big enough for me, you know, like my wife sees it. She, I could get this through, you know, like this was okay, <laughs> but she'll never let me have a 700. Like there's, I remember a time where <laughs> we were at Green Pond. We're at this, you know, it's just a park. It's just like a, you know, an open field. And Kevin was like, oh, my wife's, uh, you know, my wife's going to stop by because, you know, I've never met his wife before. Um, and, and we've probably been hanging out for like a year and a half, almost two years at that point, you know, going to all these fun flies and stuff. Um, so she came out and and I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave the Goblin 700 competition in the car. <laughs> I'm not gonna bring that out because I don't want her to see what like I fly and like 
oh man, you can't fly with her. That's dangerous, you know. Like I don't want to <laughs> incite that kind of thought. So I was like, I'll just leave that in the car. And he's like, later I was like, you know, I left the seven hundred car because of her. And he's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Steve's a bad influence. <laughs> well, yeah. it was around the time that that uh, Roman Roman yeah. yeah got you know got killed yeah. in with that helicopter. It was. It was about that. I mean, that made the front page of the post out here. So uh-huh. yeah. I remember remember seeing that. My father in law had had that, and we talked about it the one Sunday. So you know, my wife knew what size it was and like how big it was. So she's always been leery since then about him and always telling me to be careful when I'm out there. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. But she doesn't know I have two out in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> Nitro and <laughs> electric seven hundred. And I'm looking to get a bigger one, seven six six. Yeah, do <laughs> <Still> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, flies nice. You gotta go fourteen s. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. What about you, Walt? What got you started in the podcast? Kevin and Steve, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. I, I found I um man la- last year uh, uh man my Facebook feed was just blowing up with all kinds of political bullshit and man it would just be every time i get on facebook i would just i'd get angry or depressed or whatever you know and but every now and then there'd be like a, a helicopter post or a motorcycle post and i was like man you know those those posts are becoming few and far between so i went through and just man i, I just dropped a lot of people that were posting things that were just you know bringing me down and uh, started seeking out like you know okay Mikado USA like you know uh, Align like you know and and I would do searches like RC I would just type in RC and it would bring up like anything RC you know anything RC and mm-hmm. uh, actually the RC Heli Hangout came up and I was like ah oh, cool and then so I went there and uh, you know asked to join your group and uh, saw that you were in South Carolina and I think there's a couple other people who are in South Carolina and if nothing else I was thinking okay well that's cool you know these guys aren't aren't too far away from me you know maybe at some point in the future i'll be able to you know maybe we'll be able to hook up with these guys or something but um and then uh i remember you were having one of the raffles it might have been the first raffle i don't know but in my quest to find more rc related stuff i would click on people's names and you know you would see what people liked you know and i remember i clicked on steve's name and it said something about the uh free fall rc podcast and i was like Oh, cool. So then I, I checked that out. And at the same time, I was kind of getting tired of listening to talk radio for the same reasons on, you know, satellite radio. So I started getting into podcasts and that was like right after the first of the year. And uh, the very first episode of RCHN I listened to was actually their last. And I was like, well, that's perfect timing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. OK, cool, because I saw they had like all these episodes. and I was like, OK, these guys been out for a while. This is cool. And then like. You know, they're, we're done. <laughs> and then I, I started listening to Freefall and just, uh, I don't know, I, I felt immediately like, man, these are just two guys from my field. Like, I, I felt like I, you know, it was like kindred spirits or you could just gel with, with them. And uh, yep. and then, I don't know, um, a friend of mine, they've had a motorcycle podcast going on for like two years, like about, you know, choppers and, uh, you know, uh, old school uh, motorcycles and stuff. And uh so I was like, you know, that'd be kind of cool to do. And and I wasn't even sure if I was going to do it. I just uh, one night sat down in front of my iPad and just threw something down just to see, like, if I could even get something to, to put out there. And it, I did. And then uh, I had a few people respond and said, hey, that was cool. Do it again. And uh, I was like, okay. And I, I 
did the second one and then Ed responded and offered to help and you know, here we are, you know. <laughs> nice. So yeah. So you um, learned all like the editing and everything yourself, like just I'm still learning, dude. This, uh, you know, I, I mean, I like, I sent a message to Kevin and I was like, Hey man, um, you know, considering starting a podcast, like what do you guys use? You know, cause it was funny too. Cause I was kind of on the fence of whether I wanted to do it or not. And you guys had an episode and I think it was, I think you had, uh, was it James Cadiz? I think mm-hmm. you had him on. And, and at the end of it, um, you guys were talking about doing, just do what you can for the hobby. And he was like, yeah, go start a podcast. Um, Right. Or maybe it's the maybe it's the the governor's episode with Nick, but um, they're yeah. like, yeah, go start a podcast. You have no idea what you're getting yourself into, but go ahead, you know, and laughing. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I will. <laughs> so yeah, and then I messaged Kevin and talked a little bit to my friend uh, with the other podcast and got some advice and got some equipment and uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. So far, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Nice. Killing it, man. The first, like I said, from first one to to now, it's amazing. Like just the you know how smooth you are at it. You know, like it. It seems like it comes natural to you, so well, it's fun. As long as it's fun, man, that's the that's the key, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I've got enough things going on in my life that like are you know high concentration, you know, focused work things, and so as long as I'm having fun, it's it's an escape, you know. And you guys have a good balance. I like the way that um, you know you're kind of getting just getting into the hobby, and Ed is a tremendous amount of knowledge as to what you know goes on with helicopters, and I like the fact that Ed's jetty and you know, your V bar now. It, it it really plays off well. That's another guy out there has the chatty. <laughs> what oh, did he say? Oh, talking about There's me. That. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, Ed's got so much knowledge, man. It's uh it's it's awesome. You know, I I learn something every podcast, so it's cool. Ed, I like your um your club scorpion um Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the I still tell everybody that. I I learned so much from that episode. And I thought I knew, you know, some of it. I didn't know anything in depth, but that. And I even asked Walt afterwards when I met him at Spring Fling. I said, "How did y'all plan that?" And it, and I think Walt was like, oh, "You, you, I heard it for the first time that night. <laughs> like it was, um, yeah, it was, super duper cool episode. I think that was my favorite one so far. No, that, that was a last minute uh, comparison. That's awesome. I used to teach some classes at a dealership that I worked for. Uh, I worked for a Caterpillar dealership up in the Bronx. And uh, I do some electrical classes. And the typical comparison for electricity that people can relate to is water. Yeah. And I said, I, I, yeah. I got to get away from the water story. I, that's been played out too too long. So during the, the workday, I was thinking, I said, okay, we could do the, the Club Scorpion deal, especially since the Tribunus just came out. Yeah. And, uh, and Walt says, uh, he started laughing when I said Club Scorpion. <laughs> and the next day he sends me a picture. And there's a club L Scorpion down in his area. <laughs> that's so that's nice. why you were chuckling. Yeah, yeah it worked out well. I've been having a good time doing a show at Walt. And y'all have had some amazing people on too in such a short amount of time. Like how many you know big names you've had on there is is really cool to see all these big names mm-hmm. jumping on. You know, I call it you know brand you know pretty new to the podcast. I and mean, even ours is new. You know, these all these pros and big companies they they love doing this stuff, man. They're all about it. So it's pretty cool to see like. You know, George Scorpion, come on, you guys last week or two weeks, a couple weeks ago, it was awesome. Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's the it, it's awesome when you've got people like that willing to to take the time. Yeah, you know, you know, they got better things to do, but but Absolutely, it just but shows they that they really it. love they really love the hobby, and and you know that makes you want to do business with those people for sure because you know they're not, yes. they're not in it for the quick buck. They really well, truly you, love it. You kind of feel connected with them. I mean, that's like you yeah. said, you yeah. can, you know the person behind the brand, so the 
you know, that kind of helps sells it just as much as the brand, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it kind of comes down to though, you, you know, big guy like George and the hobby are in a business of speed controls and motors. And he also does stuff outside the hobby. Yeah. Say, well, you know, what can it hurt? I'll just shoot him an email, see if he wants to come on the show. And he, yeah. he's like, oh, oh, I'd love to come on. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's it, amazing. it makes you feel good about what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, one one thing I want to mention, um, I I got to give it out for RCHN. For me personally, it's the it's probably the one of the main main reasons I want to do a podcast. After listening to all the guys, you know, and just enjoying their show so much, I, yeah. I wanted to do something very similar. You know, and that's why if you actually listen to our format, it's very similar to theirs. Um, you know, I guess imitation is the uh, I don't know. That's flattery. Yeah. Yeah. Flattery, I guess. Yeah. That somebody's is, copying you. That means you're doing something right. <laughs> right. And and the second thing also I want to mention is I still remember when I met Ed and I had my fun <laughs> I, I knew you were going to go here. I'm waiting um, for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, you know, we, what we're doing is we're just asking random pilots to come up and, you know, kind of talk on, on the podcast because we did a live record there that we, uh, you know, published um, that weekend or that Friday after. And, and it was like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. Like, come on, you got to do it. You got to come up, come up to the mic, talk. And he did, you know, and he, was, he seemed a little nervous. But I got to say, and I know I've told this to Ed many, many times, um, you know, I think he's a great addition to, to the RC uh, Holly Hooligan's podcast. Like, he does bring so much knowledge and so much experience, you know, and, and both of you guys, you're very well spoken. So it, it does seem very natural um, yeah. when you guys are doing your show. So, you know. I salute you. Well, you know, a true part of the story was, you know, uh, I met you guys the fun fly and everything, and then you started to have the itch for the Logo 700. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I say it's kidding around. It says, oh, I have one I pre-ordered. I'm not going to get to build it for another month or so. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I'm like, let me buy said, it. I'll, I'll buy it. I want to buy it. I want to buy it. I, I thought you were kidding, but no. you were serious. <laughs> and, you know, you come over to the house. I sold you a heli, and uh you know, I said, oh, someday I'll come on your show. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. I said, yeah, these guys are never going to have me on their show. And then, you know, Walt <laughs> popped up, and I said, oh, the hell with him. I'm going to go do a show with Walt. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I, and you know. here you are. <laughs> You're <laughs> on their show. <laughs> I'm glad you said you were kidding because I was getting ready to yell at Steve. Because <laughs> he does all the, the booking type stuff. <laughs> Thank well, you I had to start my own Facebook because... group just to get on the show. Like, <laughs> I, I took me six months of work to get on the show. Like, <laughs> one thing I want to mention is thank you for that logo because I sold that logo to Chris, and Chris is one of Chris's favorite helis. So. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I didn't realize I had Ed's logo. Yes, that's cool. He, which he bought at Urcha, right? You bought that at Urcha. Oh, uh, I put the pre-order in it. The pre-order in it. Urcha. Nice. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You learned some history about your bird, man. That's cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> cool. That thing's getting around a little hussy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's, it's, it's at its last uh, owner, you know, stay stay here for a long time. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah, I think it was that night uh, Steve PayPal the money, and it wasn't like 15 minutes later I was back on Mercado USA pre-ordering another <laughs> Ellie kit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so news and announcements. What do we have? We have... The second annual Freefall RC HeliFest coming soon. Yes. yes. June 3rd. June 3rd. Saturday, June 3rd at the Tri-County Polder Farm, Aerodome. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. June 3rd. <laughs> North Brunswick, New Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. That's the same field as last year, correct? 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. And we're upset because I can't make it. Uh, yeah. I don't know yet. Oh, oh. Th- things might change. I doubt they will, but uh, you know, there's hopes in the air. Last year we had a surprise guest from Michigan and New York State, and this yes. year I think we're having a surprise guest from Florida. Yes. Believe it or not. Nice. Yes. You guys paying people to come in already? <laughs> yeah. No. Not yet. <laughs> I said, yeah. No. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> free, free stickers. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, man. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. Um, so-and-so make, you know, that the, the special guest is making a trip from so far away. I mean, I mean, last year, I mean, Nick, he drove, what was it? Uh, he went from, he's by like outside of Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. He drove that like 10 or like, 12 hours. Yeah. The night, the night before, Actually came to the field and just wow. slept there in his car, <laughs> you know, with his girlfriend. I mean, just what what dedication and wow. And then yeah, you know, Ryber he came down from uh, you know up where he lives in New York, and that's a good six hour drive, I believe he said. Yeah, with and the family they came down. Family, yeah, and and he made that trip. So now is he going to be there? He will not be able to attend this year. Huh. It's sad, but. It's it's understandable. It's just he has. I mean, he'll tell you. He'll show you his schedule. It's like every <laughs> weekend, book, 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 right, book right. work thing or this thing or that thing. You know, so it's it's understandable. Um, it was good to see Ed last year, and he brought out his crew from New York and yeah, right, New York, New Jersey, up there. Is, yeah, is your field actually in in New York or New Jersey? Yeah. It's just over the border in uh, uh, Orange okay. Park. Orange okay, Park, yeah. I've you, been talking up your uh, fun fly. I told the guys, I said, listen, I might not be able to make it, but, you know, it's only a hop, skip, and a jump. You might as well go down and hang out with the free fall crew. Yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be I great. Mean, those guys are really good pilots. Uh, it was impressive. Those guys were, they looked yeah, like they had a lot of fun. Matter of fact, the guy, Richie, that was flying the Nitro, after I put the, the Logo 600 in, he came walking out to help me pick up some of the pieces, and he goes, what the hell was that? <laughs> it's like, it was a total brain reboot. I don't know. Brownout, <laughs> something. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to mention about the uh, our fun fly is try to pre-register. Um, for anyone who pre-registers, I didn't make this known, but it's kind of something um, I've been working on because I've got this vinyl cutter and been just messing around with. But there, I'm gonna try to make this little kind of package deal for and for for people who pre-register on Flight Deck RC Flight Deck. Uh, that way, they get a little cool extra little bit when they you know come to the registration booth at the actual fun fly so i want to um give out the link it's uh com slash event slash 6466 that's the event id 6466 if you um go to that site it'll go right to the page we're not collecting any money off of rc flight deck so it's weird because you'll be able to register but you don't it's not like you pay for anything but this will just tell me that you're coming, and then I can kind of prep some of the stuff um, that we're going to be including uh, at the fun fly. So please register early. Uh, Kevin, I shouldn't have to ask you to register. Can you register already? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that way we can kind of have a number, a head count. Um, another thing that we haven't really mentioned is um, there is going to be lunch being served, but we also, Ed, you'll enjoy this. This time we got... An open flame license uh, permit. Oh, awesome. 
So, <laughs> you know, you want to bring your barbecue grill, you want to grill your own burger, steak, whatever, bring it. We also got a light, uh, permit for night flying. So we will be doing night flying till 9 o'clock. Sweet. Um, couldn't be later if you wanted to. But, um, you know, that's going to be around dinner time where everyone's going to be like, oh, I need to get some food anyway. So we figured to do it to 9 o'clock. Um, we have some stuff. Um, I want to also thank uh, Luca and Rich Knapp and uh, Team Lynx, Team Oxy for hooking us up with some swag for the event. So we have some stuff we're going to be giving away again this year. And um, I'm still working, but, you know, I know a couple of people who might might have some raffles and stuff, but we'll see. We're cool. not really sure on that part, but yeah. Damn, I guess I got to register, man. Yes, Kevin, you have to register. <laughs> what was that? RC Flight Deck slash events 6466? 6466 is the event ID, so yeah. Okay. Slash events. 6466. Slash- <laughs> yes. <laughs> register go. now, now, now. Now, now. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, what else do we got here? Dude, I got a little message from uh, Dave Rybert, mm-hmm. who was, uh, you might recognize that last name, but he's come up with a little um, yes. thing to help you guys remove and install your LiPo batteries if you don't have a battery tray system. He's calling it the LiPo shuttle, and it's uh, it's basically a piece that he's milling out. I think it's Lexan or Plexi. It's some, it's some very kind of flexible plastic, clear plastic. He basically set us, sent us one and sent us the little commercial pitch thing, getting tired or frustrated while trying to install or remove your lipos from the pesky Velcro battery compartment. Well, now you can <laughs> effortlessly insert and extract those large lipo battery in seconds with his lipo shuttle. Lipo so shuttle. if you want to yep. see more information on that, um, or if you want one, they're, they're five bucks a piece through PayPal and you can use the, Address boxfly52 at Gmail. I don't know if he has anywhere where we can actually see these things, though. Does, does he have a link to something? I'm not sure, if- but um, I'm going to talk to Chris. Let's have Chris add a link to our, uh, yeah, our you know, free for RC podcast site. So yeah. we'll, we'll, by the time this, hopefully by the time this uh, episode's released, we'll have a link. So go to our website, freefrcpodcast.com. And you'll see a link for the LiPo shuttle. You can see what it's all about. Yeah, check it out. It's actually pretty neat. And, you know, it's it's mainly for those helis that, that not only doesn't have a battery tray, but you have to Velcro the battery. And, like, my, my old Blade 550X is like that. The Synergy E5s are like that. And it sucked. Like, I hated it. I either had to use very little LiPo, uh, Velcro so it was easy to take off and then, you know, go heavy on the straps. Or, like... I just had to rip it, and I usually end up ripping the Velcro off the battery or off the helicopter and had both sides on, you know, on the other side. So it's kind of a pain in the butt. I wish this was out when I had my Blade 550X because it would have made my life a lot easier back then. Nice. So I, I, this is this is what I've been waiting for. Now, this whole episode, <laughs> two hours and 20 minutes into it or so, you know, Kevin raised this thing on our Google, uh, our show agenda. Kevin is sponsored. I need, to hear, I need to hear what this is about. What is this about? It's going to be, dude, it's going to be, you're going to think it's something crazy and it's going to be a huge letdown. Well, I'm making it big now. It's huge. The last podcast that Flight Test did, Josh Bixler was on the podcast and I got to give a huge shout out to him because there was a a fan or, a, you know, a listener to, to the podcast or a fan of the show that wrote in and said, do you guys sponsor pilots? I'd love to be a sponsored Flight Test pilot. And he basically said, no, we don't sponsor pilots, but we have 
sponsored people in the past. And he mentioned me as one of the one of the sponsored people where he sent me some foam and you know, they asked me to build something crazy and I did last year for the Yeah. For Flight Fest 2016. So I was like, Holy cow, I'm sponsored. I was a sponsored <laughs> pilot by a flight test. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. I can proudly say that. If anybody ever asked if I'm sponsored, I can say, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to really want me to say I'm sponsored by flight test and kettle one. I think I'll leave the kettle one out of it. <laughs> oh man. I just got your stickers made too. No, well, I'm definitely taking those stickers. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But that right. was it. So we have a couple of announcements for a couple of, uh, fun flies that are coming up. Yes. Awesome. People that brought a spring fling. We have the fall mow down. September 30th, 31st, and October 1st. Fredericksburg, Virginia. Definitely got to go check it out. I heard this one's a little bit crazier, but a little more subtle. Like, I don't know. It's a little more relaxed, but, um, you know, should be a good time. It's a little more uh, relaxed, but it's a little more crazier. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make I guess, sense? I guess the night yeah. flying is off the hook. Yeah, there you go. You know, Kevin and I, I think, are going to try to make this. I'm just – I have to see logistically because – this is going to be two fun flies in a month because we definitely got to go to Ryberts, uh, which is oh, the yeah. Northeast Heli- RC Helicopter Jamboree up in Rochester, New York. And that's yep. September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I believe. Yeah. That one, I'm, I want to definitely go for like the three days, full three days, if not like go the day early to set up and, you know, kind of be there already because that is a really fun event. Chris throws a great event up there. He's a CD for it. If you're anywhere in the northeast area, got to go to that. If you're anywhere near Virginia, you got to go to the Fall Mall Down. Because, I mean, if it's anything like the Spring Fling, well, you can confirm that, right? I mean, oh, the Spring dude, Fling was awesome. awesome. Yeah, that was uh, – yeah, and it was it was cool hearing the guys from your show uh, last week too that were talking that uh, – you know, uh, that is, is typically, typically is that good, but not only that, but that this year seemed to be even maybe better attendance than in the past two. Like it's, it seems like it's grown every year. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll definitely be back for spring fling next year and, uh, might try to hit the mode down. I have to see, uh, as it gets a little closer, but, uh, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Uh, another one is, uh, Sean White reached out to me and, uh, Ras Gabriel Sandova, uh, the Midwest Heli Boys, CP Helis Nationwide. Midwest helicopter throwdown. Wow, that's a mouthful. Um, this is going to be the actual premiere event, I guess, of the CP Heli throw, Nationwide Throwdown uh, since the one in Eastern PA was uh, unfortunately canceled. So this is going to be the start of their uh, Nationwide Throwdown. Cool. So, you know, the Nationwide Throwdown is just a, it's a bunch of fun flies that the CP Heli Facebook group is organizing, and it's all over – the U.S. Um, I heard it's going to go. You guys were talking about it, right? It's going to go yeah. uh, global next year, which is going to be awesome. Said. But yeah, this one is June 9th through the 11th in Twin Cities Eagle Squadron Field, located at 1953 River Road, Council Bluffs. Yeah, yep. Bluffs. It's an AMA Sanction Field. It's uh, you know check it out on the CP Heli's uh, Facebook group. They have a a nationwide throwdown group just for the events so it's easy to find that information uh let's see it's an ama sanctioned event the cd is bob english uh ama is required there's a 25 dollars pre-registration 
Uh, primitive on-site camping. There's night flying, hotels, casinos within two miles. So, well, don't tell know. my wife that. So, so that'd be good. You know, bring the family. You know, bring bring your wife. Um, your wife gets tired of seeing these helicopters. You know, she can go and gamble your money away. It'd be great. Uh, food and prizes on Saturday. So definitely check that out. We got a couple messages from our Facebook account. I just wanted to reach out to. So we got Kim Andrew. Uh, Martheson, he advised that Tom Eric Wolfson from Norway, he was a former Thunder Tiger team pilot. This was the, the video we were talking about where um, uh, the guy was flying a Raptor or, you know, a Nitro Heli off of the side of a battleship. Yeah. So if you Google or um, if you YouTube it, like Tom Eric Wolfson from Norway, you should be able to see it. But he was flying his Raptor 90 SC from a military ship. Um, that's that, was, that was an awesome video. Yeah. yeah, I saw nice. that. That was freaking crazy. I don't know how he kept the heli, like, <laughs> you know, from getting away from him. I don't know. I guess he's a team pilot, so he's got to be good. One other thing I want to announce is uh, I want to give a shout-out to Lee Anthony Beat. He messaged us. He uh, he wanted us to give him a shout-out to Lee Beat and the Beat family beat, who, beat. Listens, <laughs> who listens to our podcast over the pond from Birmingham, UK. So that's Pretty awesome. Right. Right. Sweet. Don't start, Steve. Right. No, it's great. That's awesome, man. And I got to say thanks to Gina for all her posts on Facebook, even uh-huh. the ones where she's busting my chops. <laughs> Gina, yeah, Gina, yeah, all Gina. our live videos, right? <laughs> yeah. Land that plane and go fly your 690. No, you she's did. like, you did. I, really, I really like the show you guys is doing. Or your guys', <laughs> I'm liking your guys' show or something. I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Put, uh, put some jersey in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Uh, well, Ed, do you guys have any announcements or things you want to? Yeah. Uh, got one uh, One fun fly I just want to mention, um, and it's down here in North Carolina, so uh, for southeastern people. Uh, June 9th through the 11th in uh, Nightdale, North Carolina, is the RC Heli's only flying field, their uh, summer super pool. Looks like uh, got Scorpion, Cyclone, Only Fine Heli's, Team Ninja, um, a couple other sponsors. But uh, you can go to www.rchelisonly.com and uh, check uh, check that out. Looks like it's uh, 20 bucks for the landing fee. Uh, it's AMA sanctioned. And uh, that Saturday it says free whole pig cookout for all attendees. Uh, primitive camping and RV parking and flying all day and night. So uh, looks to be pretty good. I think uh, some of us from down here are going to head up for that. Should be a good time. Other than that, um, we had uh, someone reach out to us through uh, through our website just with a question about the three blade heads. Noticed I had flown or have a couple three blade headed helis. Um, I'll, I'll just touch on that real quick and say um, it was just something that at the time I wanted to try out. I don't know that I would be buying more three bladed helis. Uh, crash costs are definitely um, increased. Uh, they're not as hard to uh, set up necessarily uh, mechanically. Um, at least the two that I have are 700s, but I, I have heard that on smaller helis, they're a little bit uh, harder to tune and set up. Don't know that there's a necessarily an advantage, particularly uh, not to a beginner, even necessarily an intermediate pilot. I don't even know it at a pro level if they would even say there's that grave an advantage or not, because if you'll notice, most pros are doing just fine with two-bladed heads, so. Uh-huh. I think it's more of a cool looking thing. If you like it, fly it. Um, it's definitely cool looking. I love my three bladed nitro, and um, but like you said, for it to 
rotating mass was a lot more. And like I said, if you were, I run five fifty blades, three of them instead of five seventy, two of them. So you're if you're doing the math, you're putting smaller blades, more of them to kind of end up with the same out, outcome. You know, for a lot more expensive, I think. Right. Yeah, um, but it looks cool. Yeah, I mean that that's <laughs> yeah. really what I think too is total looks. Like my cube, I love the way it looks with the three bladed head and tail, but. I mean, performance-wise, I didn't like the 570. I, you know, so I had to sell it. So tuning, like you said, we we're talking. Like we were talking earlier, but I think, like I said, tuning it is a little more difficult. You know, the gains mm-hmm. are a little bit different because there's more more blade mass, of course. But um, they said cyclic rates are a little quicker. I didn't feel a difference. I don't think anyone's out flying a, a two-bladed head cyclic rate versus a three-bladed head. You know, right? To go just for that reason. So um, I would venture. I would if you have it. Keep it, love it. If you um, if you want to get it for performance, then I wouldn't I wouldn't waste your money. If you want it just for the badassness of having three blades hanging off that thing, then do it. Yeah, I think this particular guy, I think he had a chance to buy either a three eighty or a five hundred in a trap blade, and I guess that's what he's wondering if it was worth it. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm sorry, I may cut you off, Ed. What were you saying? No, that's all right. Uh, the only other thing I noticed that Urcho when the three blade head started to make an appearance that uh, when they were doing the blade stop autos. Uh, the three blade seemed to hold a nice flat profile coming down with the blade stop where the two blade helis sometimes it start to tumble once the, the blade stop rotating. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I mean, right, that, that's the total. <laughs> sure. So, that, so, that so more... you, have to, you have to do blade stops then. Uh, uh, I could do it once. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, so Marcelo, um, if you're listening to, uh, to this podcast, then, uh, there, we tried to answer it. Hope that, uh, hope that helps you. But, um, you know, just my personal experience, uh, I, I mean, I probably won't be buying any more three blade headed helis. So, you know, it depends what you really want, but yeah, I don't, I don't recommend three bladed heads anymore. Um, I think that fat is already fading. I feel like a lot of people are switching back to two blades, even on yeah. the three bladed helis, you know? It's also hard to find match three blade sets of blades as well. That too, yeah. yeah. But you could reach out to certain folks. Like I know, I know some people. Um, some folks have reached out to like Matt Bodos, and and he will like, you know, get. Oh, he'll set match the setup for you. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there are there are companies and and folks that will will do it. But yeah, it is unless you get like I know Zeo makes a set of three blades, and obviously SAB does, but. That, you know, you don't have a, a wide variety of choices of blades, you know. I don't know if you get a set of cycles in three. I don't know. I hadn't seen cyclones. Align makes them as well. but mm-hmm. Align, yep. Oh, speaking of Matt Bodos and blades, what uh, size blades do you think his new heli is going to take? We don't even know what the new heli mm. is. Yeah, I, I don't think, know. I don't know. I, I think it's a five something. Like a true I'm thinking five. 380. I'm betting uh, 380 size. Small, something small. I know it'll end in a six. Yeah, I think it's How a five sixteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna call out a five sixteen. But yeah, I don't know. I'm saying six oh six. He already has a six oh six though. Like yeah, but I think he. I it is totally like I said. I have no no idea. I'm just totally guessing. I think he's redoing the N five C. The N five C. Yeah, I think he's gonna come out with a six hundred nitro class, a nut like a updated. That helicopter is like ten years old. Um, still mm-hmm. amazing, flies awesome, but um. I think he's going to go to the, you know, direct swash and all that stuff. I like know, one set. person's speculation on Facebook was a 716 Nitro. Yeah. But uh, the fuzzy picture didn't have a pipe on it. So, 
Oh, it's oh there's a games. teaser picture up. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's all yeah, hazy yeah. and stuff. You just uh, see okay. Yeah. I heard it's going to be cool. I heard you know, a couple people talking about it, saying it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. To save your money, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it flies anything like the N7, I'll probably buy one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did hear they released the 766 gasser conversion. I don't know if yeah. you heard that yet. That's out and available through gas-powered helicopters. Oh, from Carrie nice. Shirley? Yep, from Carrie Shirley. It's out. Right. I think there's limited quantity of them, but there's – I just looked. They are available. That would be a nice Looking, yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, man. Oh. Do I have to buy another 766 now? <laughs> yep. Do I have to do a gas conversion on that and keep both? Yep. Uh, <laughs> you have two. Couldn't awesome. need another garage, dude. I just got to sort my stuff better. I got to – I'm I, I'm going to start hanging the helis up and stuff. I started hanging my old canopies up, you know, like my, my original Goblin 700 competition canopy that's all bashed up. You know, I, I'm going to keep it for memory's sake. Um, um, but, like, things like that I want to start putting up and get them off the floor and get that garage built more. All I'm doing is vinyl cutting, like, every night for, like, three hours now, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also in the news, uh, if you're into gadgets, uh, Revo Electric says, is coming out with a DC IR battery meter. Uh, they call it the honesty meter. It, oh, really? Uh, it's similar to the Wayne Giles uh, IR meter, where you have your uh, your two power leads go into one side of the IR meter and your balance lead goes into the other. Uh, the only difference with this one is you press the button and it'll give you the IR of all the cells on the screen at the same time, as well as your total pack IR, and it also does your your cell voltages as well. Oh, awesome. Very nice. Nice. Another toy to add to the battery box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, how's that uh, charging case coming? Your your 420 uh, case? <laughs> I, haven't mess- <laughs> I haven't messed with it any. It still looks the same as it did at the Funfly. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I did get another case just like it, though, but in a smaller size for my transmitter, and it had the, the pluckable... Uh, foam and uh mm-hmm. got that all set up for the v control so it it nestles nicely and snugly in there and it's happy nice. so yeah <laughs> awesome um what i do recommend on that pluck foam is um use some plastic tip, tip spray so that way once you're like settled with, with the way you know the ones that you plucked out it doesn't like over time when you're putting the transmitter in and out doesn't start like releasing the other ones around it um okay. kind of seals it up Kind of seals up all the uh, the foam as like like one rubberized piece, so that's pretty nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's see. I guess let's move on to what's next for you in the hobby. Fly some shit. Kevin's gonna fly some shit. That's gonna I'm be gonna fix some, shit. some shit. That's that's gonna be impressive to see shit fly. <laughs> well, what's even more impressive is after I fly some shit, I'm gonna drink some shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's getting late. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> so the kettle one tastes that good, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Grey Goose, maybe. I don't. I don't know. Vodka was like my seventeen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-one, like that early years. I drank a lot of vodka. Dude, you have to become a fine mixologist. There's a special tonic I get: lime juice, just for vodka tonics. So you can imagine what goes into some of the other drinks I have. Plus, my buddy in Vegas sends me recipes every now and then. Nice. Yeah, I got to come over and uh, have some drinks with you so you're not drinking by yourself. Yeah. Come over this weekend. <laughs> Fix some shit. Uh, so you can drink some shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tracer shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. It is getting late. Uh, let's see. What, Leaving it alone. <laughs> yep. I'm just gonna <laughs> go on. I'm just gonna keep moving. Uh, let's see. What's next for me in the hobby? Um. I gotta. I just want to go over the N7, make sure everything's all nice and good on that. It's, yeah, I mean, you know, knock on wood, all my helis are flying. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely fly. I don't know if I'll be able to fly this holiday weekend just because I think the wife got other ideas. So, But we'll see. I'm actually, if we, I think we're going to probably, I don't know, we're thinking about going to Mount Washington up in New Hampshire or wherever. If that happens, it's probably illegal, but, you know, I, I, I want to bring my Phantom. <laughs> I, I want to. You know, I know it's a drone, but I want to get some footage of some shit, you know? Like, I think it'd be cool. Get some footage of some shit. Yeah. You want to film some shit. Yeah, film, film some, some shit. shit. <laughs> you know, which possibly turn... illegally film some shit. <laughs> which, which means I'm going to be flying some shit, too. So. Yeah, that, that is a state park, shit. isn't it? It is a state park, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and Ed yeah. said you'll be in some deep shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, All right. Do you know, dude, I'm going to throw this out there just because I'm a bucket of freaking knowledge. <laughs> the highest wind speed ever recorded on land was recorded on Mount Washington. I know because oh, yeah. we took a bike trip up, trip up there, and I rode motorcycles all the way up there. And uh, Yeah, it was 230-something miles an hour. Nice. They got video of the guy trying to actually sit down at a table, and the other guy's trying to hold the table that, down. That's like a really old video, though. I've seen that video. And have you ever been up to the top? They got the, the no. buildings are actually chained to the mountain. They have like a really? chain that goes over the top of the building. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. To I chain gotta, it to the mountain. Nice. But maybe at the bottom, I'll just, you know, take a nice sightly panning view shot, a wide angle shot of, of the mountain. We had to took, do that with I our... I took a street bike up there and it was like t-shirt weather at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Like five feet of snow there. at the top. Like, right. <laughs> it was crazy. We, we brought snowballs down in the saddlebags and we were throwing them at people. Yeah. And it was like right. 72 degrees at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, just going to work on some more Funfly stuff. I got the uh, pilot little passes that I'm, I've designed, and I'm going to print and cut and get those made. Yeah, so coming out good, man. Yeah, and then just more uh, more vinyl stuff. You know, I'm really getting on this vinyl kit. I uh, ordered a whole bunch of vinyl from eBay, so I should be able to rip through a lot of the, the ideas I have and, and stuff. So, yeah. Now you can print some shit. I could print some shit. Nice. Film some, some shit, shit, fly some shit, print some shit, yeah. <laughs> print Hopefully some not shit get into deep shit. shit. Stick <laughs> some shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, who, who wants to go next? I'll go next uh, real quick. I'm, I'm just going to just gonna try to fix uh, fix some compass stuff. Uh, try to get fly this weekend on Sunday. Have some fun. And uh, that's about it. Um, oh, I just thought something for news, though. Uh and to to backtrack for a second, um, Fred. So there you go, Fred. It's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, so so we don't have to be registered with the FAA anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. You that's know, big news. That, that's big news. So um, for those of of you like myself who never bothered to put the FAA number on your airframe, you still don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I had it on on like one or two helis, and then I crashed, and I never put it back off. You can peel off some shit now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, Ed or Chris? I'm getting my new my second uh, gasser coming here. Should be tomorrow. So um, Ooh. sweet. Yeah, we'll see that. Get that thing, um, you know, built, put, put up together. I got to put all my electronics in it. So um, I don't know how quick that's going to be. I got to order up some servos, some BKs, of course. But to find an extra Neo, I think I got one laying around. 
And I think that's it. I don't know what else I need for it. Battery. And um, build it and fly it and see if it's any different than the Goblin. Like I said, it's a blackout you know, setup. So with the Line 700 kit um, converted. And it's a bigger motor, right? TRM30. It's 300. That's 300, what, I'm what I mean. That's, yeah. So try out the new motor and go from there. Nice. That's it. Cool. Ed. Yep, I'm here. Uh, we'll try to put the rest of my Logo 700 together. Uh, rebuild my Logo 600. And hopefully get out flying this weekend and try not to crash my shit. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, Kevin, you want to do our wrap-up? Yes. Let's wrap, wrap it up. up. I got to go to work in like 10 minutes, dude. <laughs> what? That's yeah. like It's like four hours from now. You got plenty of time to get sleep. Yeah, I'll just power sleep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Facebook likes. We are at 615 likes. That's plus five this week. We have Stephen Baker, Casey Campbell, Rakeem Don, and Mark Villanueva. Villanueva. Now, I did add um, our Facebook followers. Now, these are are names that follow us but didn't like us, which are kind of... They don't like you. They don't like us, but they want to know what we're up to, so they want to spy on us, I guess. I don't know. Uh, maybe they hit the wrong button. I don't know. No, it's like I said last week. Me and Death Pilot. I follow them, I just don't like them. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's easy with Death Pilot. What about us? No, we're not. Come on. <laughs> Is that like back in the beginning that the show sucks, but you can't stop listening to it? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's it. You know, our Facebook comment, our, our Facebook content sucks, but they can't stop following us. <laughs> you know? That's uh, true. <laughs> so we have Wesley Griffith, Brian Doolin, Shane FPV, Brian Grassman, Eddie Rizuduin Holt. <laughs> I, I think I, you nailed that one perfect. Yeah, I think I got that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Spartan DLG, awesome. <laughs> Dan Anderson, Maury Sutherland, Jason Zhao, and Lee Cootie. Nice. Like All right. Uh, Facebook comments. What do we got? Uh, I saw that my stickers made it to Australia. Yeah. I'm thrilled. I think awesome. it's the first letter I've ever mailed to Australia. Nice. So Mark, Mark Ritchie got him, and uh, he showed us a picture that he got him. And he wrote that he couldn't wait. He had to start sticking them all over the place, front and center, right on his old JR transmitter case. And hopefully he gives out a couple to his buddies. So thanks, Mark. Thanks for sending us your address. And I got a couple more going out. I got a couple that I I missed. I was going through some emails, so I'll be sending those out soon. Awesome. Cool. Website comments? We got a comment from Joe Reyes. Joe Reyes. Joe Reyes. Yeah. And he said... uh, just real quick, thanks for coming down to our event. Hope to see you guys again. Awesome podcast. Keep up the great work. Work from uh, Team Ninja. Nice. We got to get Joe on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had a question actually from, I don't know if any of you guys responded to it, from uh, a guy named CJ. He said mm-hmm. he has a DX6i and a Blade 230. And he's wondering if he can set the throttle to 125% travel to get more power or does the ESC already calibrate to give max power at 100%. Yeah, I responded to him. It's it's it, doing 125 is not going to do anything on the blade. Um right. you know, your endpoints are your endpoints. Um the ESC is going to read that and whatever the manual says to set those endpoints is what, you know, you want to do. 
So basically with any type of the blade helis, like with the 230 and the ones that are like, they're not linear curves, they're, uh, you know, they're like actual normal motor stuff. You want to just kind of follow their instructions. And then even on the linear curves, you want to follow it because they have their own ESE govs kind of set to specific percentages that the, you know, the ESCs want to see coming out of your transmitter. Right. So it's best not to mess with that so much. I mean, you know, it's great once you get into more of the kit helicopters, you could mess with things with KV and, and gearing and stuff to get you more power. And, you know, especially like when you go into like V-Bar, you know, any type of governor setup where you can actually tell it, I want to run this head speed and it will try its best to get that head speed for you. Um, That's how you get more power out of things. Uh, You know, these blade helis are kind of like set it and learn, you know, kind of like how I feel about the V control. It's like, you know, it's it makes the setup so easy that you could actually just go and fly more, you know, same thing with these blade helis, like when you're first starting out. You want to just basically have someone walk you through the full setup. You might not understand any bit of it, and that's okay because really what you're trying to achieve is some good flights, you know, not crashing and, and having successful flying, So which will push you to then move to the next stage, which, you know, you'll start spending some real money. So, you know, welcome for that. That's going to be great. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is, you know, you'll see. It is. If you, if you do endure this hobby will pay you back in tenfolds and not in any monetary, like, you know, you're not going to become rich flying RC helicopters, but the people you meet, the friends you make, the enjoyment you get out of the hobby, you know, it's priceless. So keep at it. To answer your question, no, don't bother. Just follow the manual. Go, go learn to fly first. Cool. Uh, Podbean. Podbean stuff. Podbean people that started following us are Jeffrey W. Wilson Ecclestein Baum one two three, RC Pilot AU started following us. AB Schneider, RCPC, liked episode seventy one, seventy three, seventy five, seventy four, which are, I don't even remember the names here. Pretty much didn't plan shit. Start your engines with Jamie Paulson, Spring Fling with Robert Monty, Todd Bennett, and Casey Campbell. Fun flies and help help help. <laughs> and uh, RC Pilot AU liked Fun Flies and Help, 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 and Mike Welch liked 74 and 75. Sweet. Uh, so thanks, guys. Thanks for liking. Thanks for following us. We really appreciate it, and we enjoy reading it every week. Awesome. Well, you guys use uh, Podbean too, or no? Yeah. Do you get all these emails, and you're like... Uh, man, I don't know. I get messages through Facebook throughout the day and emails uh, and, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's overwhelming sometimes. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's hard it, to keep up is. with, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I know people are paying attention, so that's cool. I mean, we're at, we're at 245 likes right now and we have 255 people who follow. So there's 10 people out there who don't like us either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not the only ones. Right. <laughs> It's freaking death pile, so, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, you know, if you guys have any questions, if any of our listeners have any questions, feel free to email Walt and Ed. Um, <laughs> no, no, email us, you know. You know, it might take us a day to get back to you, um, you know, because we do get, a, like Walt was saying, you know, we, we also do get a, quite a bit of messages and notifications from social media, and it gets it gets overwhelming at times. But, you know, we, we take it one step at a time and, and get through it. So definitely, you know, message us, let us know, ask us your questions. You know, we'll, we'll try to help you to best of our knowledge, 
you know, just remember, I'm still a noob. I still consider myself a noob in this hobby. You know, we, what were we saying? Four and a half years we, we met Kevin. So technically, you know, we've really only been flying for half, a, you know, half a decade, really, you know, at most. So we're, in, we're nowhere in the professional or, you know, I would even say highly knowledgeable, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, folks. But, you know, we, we, we did dive into this hobby very head first, very deep. So if there's anything we can help you with, we will. You know, we'll do our best, so. Yeah, absolutely. Or we'll get you the information. We'll steer you in the right direction. I mean, I know Ed's real knowledgeable with a lot of stuff, yeah. and Chris Reiber is on our mm-hmm. our, uh, our email too, so yep. he can he can get back to you too. Chris yeah. Chris Nutt, he knows a lot about the the nitro and the gasser side of things. So very cool. diversified, totally. Yeah, uh, iTunes reviews. I saw nothing new on iTunes. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> Steve awesome. loves it when I say that. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Before we do our outro, um, Walton, Ed, do you guys want to add any bits? You guys want to give any shout outs? Anything um, you guys usually do before your outro? Yeah, just uh, like, like the shout out to the uh, RC uh, Free Fall guys, and uh, th- thanks for having <laughs> us on. I mean, you guys, you guys are awesome. And now I don't know what I'm going to listen to this week. Well, you're going to listen to two because you're going to listen to our edit and then your own edit and be like, let's see where the differences are. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's see if you can spot. Um, all I got to say is, uh, Kevin, you got to add some bloopers. We had some funny stuff in the beginning. So now yeah, that I okay. made it a point, you're going to, you know, now our, our listeners are going to expect it. So, okay. No problemo. As long as there's good stuff, I, I usually put it at the end. I don't know how much time I'll have for editing, so I don't know if I'm going to go through and edit a three-hour podcast this week. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, I seriously, I seriously might just throw down the the outtakes with some with an intro and X out, and just you know, I don't know, just uh, put up the gone fishing sign. But thanks for coming and letting us hang out on your couch, and uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it was uh, it was really cool. We we appreciate the opportunity to get together like this. And it was great meeting you guys in person at the Fun Fly, dude. Uh, that was uh, that was really cool. So, which is, which is pretty funny because I want to mention that you you know like you're the first person that we now from Jersey I'll say like that we met because we walked <laughs> in and you know we drove in and it was Death Pilot right it was Bill he, you know we see him pretty much every weekend and we saw uh, Rob and and Devin and and those guys and then it was like we're walking to get to registration and you know I hear the voice and I hear you and Kevin talk for a second I was like wait that's Wall <laughs> so that was pretty awesome you know. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. So we'll have to uh, definitely have to do it again. Yeah, that was cool. yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm glad that was a big success and everybody made it out. You know who made it out to it? it was, that was a good time, man. I had a great time. Yeah, definitely, definitely great time. All right, let's run through the outro then. Drop us an iTunes review, please, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> dot com slash free for podcast um like us or follow us i guess uh don't forget to check out our webpage free for rc podcast.com say hi to chris hi chris hi, Robert. 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 hey chris <laughs> uh forums check us out on rc heli hangouts.com um uh, we're sitting right next to the rc heli podcast yes hey well um, hey, yeah. Hey, Walton, <laughs> hey, Steve. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hey, Fred. 
Does this mean we're officially hooligans? We're uh, you're the free fall hooligans. Yeah. All right. Good. Go. Okay, I'll take that. That's nice. Okay. I just don't want to become uh, a hoodlum because my father always said, "Don't be hanging out with your white hoodlum friends." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's rchellyhangouts.com under rchellyhangouts main section podcast corner. Come check us out. Come check out the the hooligans too. Uh, flight test forums. Yes. We are also there on Off the Field, audio and video production, other than Flight Test Podcast, Free for RC Podcast, sitting next to the FT Community Cast. Hey, Patch and Mike. Awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Walt, Ed, yes. um, and all our listeners, you know, like, thanks for so wait, you, us. Wait, wait, wait. You, you say all that live every time? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You nail it every time. Like He does. Uh, uh, that's cool. He's and, the and man. He, I, I nail it, but also add things that, uh, that are subtle. Yes. You know, that some people hear, some people get a laugh out of it. But, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you're like the voice at the end of the commercial, like with all the fine print. It's awesome. <laughs> the fine print shit, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I want to thank Chris for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks. But he's oh, part yeah? of the team, though. Thank he you, is. Chris. Yeah. Oh, Steve said yeah this time. Okay. I appreciate yeah, it. But... He didn't berate us like last time. <laughs> yeah, whatever, scumbag. <laughs> Chris is part of the crew. He is. That's all. I thank Kevin, Steve, and Chris for coming on the show tonight. Because without yeah. you guys, it would it wouldn't be the the free fall podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> now it was great to have you guys on. We got to definitely do it again because I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, definitely a good time. Keep up the good work, guys. Man, we we love yeah, your you podcast too, as well. Dude. Nice so. too, I enjoy enjoy your show very much. So. Yeah, same here. Awesome. All right, free us guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. Damn, I gotta squeeze my see ya in. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I was. I, I need to mention something about that. Uh, if, if it wasn't so long, I would have said. Write it down for next time, dude. No, no, no. If it wasn't so long, I would have said, "Let's do an ass Arnold segment." Like, oh man, I was going Yeah, damn. Yeah, like, like you know, just off the top of your head, like have Walton and Steve question back. Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, let's see. We're about two and a half hours in. Or what do you have on your timer, Kevin? I think I we were twenty minutes hours, before when I, when I came back on like this call. Two hours, ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, around there. All we right, can do so, news and announcements. Yeah, let's kind of let's move it along. And announcements. Nothing. See, <laughs> we can do it right there. I find myself saying it every time I listen to your show. <laughs> News and announcements. Yeah, right. right. we, we're we visitors a... and we got it right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know it's where half of this stuff comes from. I like, I like throwing different things out there and see mm-hmm. what sticks. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys cracked me up, man. Like that, uh, I was listening today to your. To, I was listening to the tail end of the episode you guys put out Friday, and you're talking about how uh, Fred posted a picture of his mailbox. Like Steve goes, Fred posted a picture of his mailbox. That was cool. That's <laughs> 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 like, awesome, man. Yeah. You know what was cracking me up? I, I must have listened to it about ten times. Is when I said, um, you know, Steve says, "Oh, I want to thank you know Todd and and the guys for coming on," and I'm like. And Steve and and Kevin and Chris and and Steve's like yeah whatever. <laughs> I must have played that like ten times. Like, like you yeah, have whatever. to be here. You have yeah. to be here. Yeah whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just kept saying it. It was, it was, that was funny. That was funny. All right. <laughs>